Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the puppet. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cliff Brock here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch today's show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Chime in. What do you want to talk about on today's program? You can let us know and be a part of the show on facebook live and on youtube make sure you're liking pirate radio on facebook and also subscribing to us on youtube pirate radio tv a lot of videos and goodies there for you at all hours of the day and night all right coming up on today's show a lot of guests to get to including the voice of jeff charles we'll check in with jeff talk about some things going on in the sports world, including the latest on college athletics, conference realignment, all that jazz, coming up in about 20 minutes or so with Jeff Charles. Our old friend Wager McGee will drop by in hour number one as we'll look ahead to college football. We'll talk some British Open, Harold Varner III getting ready for the Open beginning on Thursday in a really star-studded group along with Jordan Spieth and John Rahm. See if Wager's got any golf picks for us. And uh, a lot of football talk coming up with Wager McGee at the end of Hour 1 and on into Hour 2. At around 4.30, we'll talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio studios to talk baseball and more. And at 5 o'clock, our old buddy Corey Glore will not only join us on the show, he'll be live in the Pirate Radio studios. He is in town, the Tulane play-by-play voice. So we'll continue on our ecu opponent previews and talk to lane and also catch up with our old buddy Corey glore so uh looking forward to that coming up in the five o'clock hour also earlier today the myers park uh little league all-star team came by the studio and all uh said their name and their favorite baseball player so we'll hear that coming up later on in today's show as well a little field trip to pirate radio uh, so it was cool to hang out with those guys for a little while. Got all that and more. Got Shirley Rhodes here, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt will be here a little later on in today's program. And I am Cliff Brock to catch you up on what's going on today in the world of sports on the Buccaneer Music Hall presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Thanks, CJ, for filling in uh, for Chandler there. Uh, the Braves are getting their ass kicked by the Mets right now, seven to one. That score in the eighth inning kenley jansen returning to the braves bullpen he's getting his first action in a while after being out uh right now the twins and brewers are tied at one in the sixth inning tigers lead the royals one nothing in the fourth i go went to dc to see his mariners take on the nationals today and it is a double header going on in Washington. And Seattle wins game one, six to four. So we'll talk to a happy Igo coming up on Thursday's edition of Pirate Radio Live as we preview the ECU offensive line and tight ends. So that's coming up on Thursday. Igo checking out some live baseball today. Those are the games going on as we speak. 
Diamondbacks and Giants will get underway later on this hour. We'll keep you up to date on all the baseball scores right here on Pirate Radio Live. Oh, wow. We got a uh, firing in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about this one uh, later on with Patrick Mason when we look, when we look around MLB. Uh, but Charlie Montoyo has been fired by the Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays in the playoff mix, but maybe not uh, playing up to the standards we thought they would going into this year with all those young stars. They're 46 and 42, four games over 500. Bad news is they're in the Yankees division, so they're 15 and a half back in the AL East. Uh, but they uh, are two and eight in their last 10, struggling right now. And they have fired their manager. So there you go. There's some news there. All right, Shirley, what's up? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, I was actually looking at the box score because uh, the Bowie Bay Sox played the Akron Rubber Ducks today in minor league baseball. Of course, Connor Norby playing for Bowie right now in the uh, Orioles farm system. Norby went, uh, Norbs went one for four today um, as the Bay Sox beat the uh, Rubber Ducks. Do we have a Rubber Duck? We do. Uh, that would be Gavin Williams. Okay. He did not pitch today. He did yeah. not start. Uh, he is usually, let's see, today is what, Wednesday? Yeah. He's usually either a Thursday or Friday starter, uh, depending on uh, their schedule. So uh, he may be slated to start tomorrow, but he did not pitch today. But uh, Bowie did get the win, and uh, Norb's got a couple of hits. And uh, <clears throat> we've been talking about this mostly on our social media, but we talked a lot about Alec Burleson and the tear that he's been on in AAA ball for the Memphis Redbirds. As a matter of fact, he got two hits last night. He went two for four uh, as uh, Memphis beat Nashville two to one last night. Those two hits give him a hundred hits on the season, and he's the only AAA player to do so this uh, this year. He is so, and I'm not just saying this because he's a pirate and everything, but yeah. he's legitimately like minor league player of the year award caliber oh there's no question about it and there is an award for that and i've got a list of names that i'll go over in a moment but he's he's played that well so far yeah and and the the problem is with the cardinals and and it's it's a little bit of an issue they've got uh, a couple of outfielders that are hurt but the cardinals don't think that burley can play center field now he has played outfield but it's mostly been in the left field uh, some once in a while he'll play right field, but yeah. most of the time he's in left field or he's in the designated hitter spot. Right now they're solid in those positions, which means that Alec is kind of stuck in no man's land yeah. because he's killing it in AAA, but he can't move up because of the way the situation is for the Cardinals. Now, rumor has it, uh, and there's been a lot of talk among minor league reporters and people that cover the minors that – it's a possibility that Burley could be traded to go somewhere else so he could have the opportunity to go to the major leagues. Yeah, I was having that conversation with somebody out at Trivia last week, and it's a bad thing, as Pete Alonzo makes a web gem you'll see on uh, social media. Um, it's a bad thing if you go to a bad team, right? Yes. Like if the Cardinals make a trade, bring in a great player and that's at the major league level, give away mm-hmm. great minor league players. It's a. It could be a good thing for him because he could get paid. He could start his major league clock and get called up by a bad team, get some ABs. So, I don't know. Is it a good thing or a bad thing if he gets traded? Well, right now, the Cardinals can't really do anything, and Burley is just too good of a player right now for them to call him up and have him as a bench player. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. They can't, they can't afford to leave him on the bench. 
Hey, I mean, he could be a huge piece at the deadline. Yeah, for, absolutely. For the Cardinals to use. Yeah, so. and so this it you know, and with the major league draft coming up uh, this weekend, that's going to be something that we're going to keep an eye on because there's going to be a lot of moving parts uh, with the uh, you know because usually during this All Star break is when most of the teams start making their major moves to set themselves up for the postseason. So we'll see if Alec remains in the Cardinal system or if he winds up going somewhere else with a chance to to get called up. All right, um, let's do this real quick. It is trivia night at AJ, so I've got the trivia juices flowing. Um, There is a a history of if you are named the minor league player of the year, minor league baseball player of the year, you're going to be a pretty darn good major league baseball player. So I'm going to give you the year and the organization, and you tell me who was the minor league player of the year. Oh, boy. I'm going to go – starting furthest uh to most recent so surely you might be better at these old ones here uh 1983 new york mets who was the minor league player of the year <sighs> think 80s mets and it's got to be one or two one of two guys the first person that popped into my head was dwight gooden and that would be correct doc good okay. 1983 1985 oakland a's 85 oakland a's gotta be one of two guys because Ricky Anderson oh. was already playing. Okay, Ricky was playing. Okay. Oh, God, I don't know anybody. For, those West Coast teams have always been tough. Yes, to you it. do. Bash Brothers. Bash Brothers. Uh, G- uh, no, it's not Giambi. No, nah, go back. Go back Jose further? Canseco. Oh, oh, I forgot he was an A. 1990. Fra- uh, well, Ooh, Frank, Frank Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> what the big or- hurt. What organization? White Sox. That is correct. Um... This guy was good in the 90s, Shirley. His last name is a fish. Ca- uh, California Angels, 1992, outfielder. Wow, Mike Trout's been playing a long time. No, <laughs> we'll get to him later. But that was a great guess. They had another um, fish in the outfield. Do you remember Tim Salmon? No, that name does not ring a bell. Tim Salmon. Wow, okay. 1993, Cleveland Indians, outfielder. Played for a long time, got a whole lot of hits, wore a really baggy jersey. 1993 yep that would be manram oh. oh i forgot he oh because i was thinking he was a i was thinking red sox 1994 new york yankees infielder 1994 jeter Derek jeter is correct oh. 1995 oh. and 1996 braves outfielder you guys are really was it mcgriff Oh, yeah, he was a first Jones. baseman. First baseman. Andrew yeah. Jones is correct. Andrew Jones. Ah, oh. uh, let's see. You got Paul Konerko in there. See, Josh I remember Beckett. a lot of baseball players. I just sometimes their positions mess me up. Two thousand three twins. Twins. Two thousand three. And he already has his number retired by the twins. See a catcher? Yes. Mauer. Joe Mauer is correct. Uh let's see. Outfielder for the Braves in two thousand nine. I gotta remember who's the damn outfielder for the Braves. Still playing, I believe, for the Cubs. Outfielder, outfielder, outfielder. Was supposed to be the next big thing. Has been a really good player, just hasn't lived up to the Hall of Fame hype. Jason Hayward. Oh. Oh. 2011 okay. outfielder for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. There's Trout. There's Mike Trout. There's Mike Trout. <laughs> How about CJ 2013 Minnesota Twins outfielder? finally putting it together staying healthy good player 
I don't think I have this one. Yeah. Byron Buxton. Oh, oh I would have never guessed first that. all-star team. Uh, Cubs infielder, 2014. MVP. Let's see. Oh, uh, Chris Bryant? Chris Bryant is correct. Uh, and then the most recent names, Blake Snell, Yohan Moncada, Ronald Acuna Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Gavin Lux, and Bobby Witt Jr. My point is... These if, are all really, really good. <laughs> really good players. And a chance for Alec Burleson to add his name to that list. Perhaps. Now, so I, it's, I, I, go ahead. So it seems like it's been a pretty good indicator of who's yeah. going to produce in the majors. Right. I, I'm not going to admit that I know every single minor league baseball player and their stats. I'm just saying I know Burley's near the top mm-hmm. of everything this year. Well, yeah, I be. mean, he leads he leads AAA in batting average. Uh, he's got a like an insane OPS stat. Uh, hundred hits on the season. I mean, you can't. Jeez. You know, I think he's got sixteen home runs uh, for the season as well. So his stats are just freaking off the charts. And speaking of the minors, I saw this yes. Uh, I saw this this morning, but this came out yesterday. Uh, the whole deal with Robinson Cano, where the Braves, the Braves, uh, purchased his minor league contract for a dollar. One dollar, Bob. One dollar. Huh from the Padres and then they added him to the roster uh, I don't know if he played last night but he was he on played the... la- he's played all three games of this oh series. okay so he's already played yeah but the funny thing is he's playing against his former team the Mets who still by the way is paying his 24 million dollar salary they gave him a ridiculous contract and they it was like a 45 million dollar contract to start with they finally bit the bullet I mean the Braves had him because Ozzie Alves is out yeah they could use the second baseman so I just found it interesting that, you know, with all these millions of dollars that are being thrown around in contracts and, and whatnot in Major League Baseball, that they go with a guy like Robinson Cano for a dollar. Uh, we will figure out what this is all about. As we were talking about that, and I said Ozzy Albies, I noticed Ozzy was trending on Twitter. Apparently, there is a spat between Ozzy Guillen and Tony LaRusa. Uh, so we'll we'll a little saucy sports White Sox edition coming up with Patrick Mason coming up later on in the show because I don't know what's going on with his White Sox right now, but Ozzy Guillen not afraid to talk and talk junk, so I'm sure it's funny. All right, anything else going on today in the world of sports? Um, not today. Tomorrow's going to be a big day for Harold Varner to, uh, yeah. as he will start his first round of the uh, Open. Good at featured, St. Andrews. Good featured group, too. Yeah. He's John Rahm, Jordan Spieth. Yep. So uh, we'll be able to follow him throughout the day because uh, it's 3.10 p.m. their time. It's 10.10 a.m. our time. 10.10. is when he's going to tee off. So we're going to be able to follow him throughout the day and then be able to update you on uh, tomorrow afternoon's edition of the show. But uh, uh, that is a huge, huge... Um, I guess you could say a huge step up from what he's been able to do. I mean, a lot of times he's not in a featured group. You have to kind of hunt around for his stats and keep up with him in in various ways. But this time you can actually watch him uh, from start to finish. So I'm looking forward to catching a little golf tomorrow. And I'm not a golf fan. I mean, I've... I'm not either. I'm a Herald fan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm a Herald fan. So I'm... And I have, uh, you know, really enjoyed watching him play really since but you know when he won that uh tournament in what was it was that saudi Saudi? arabia yeah uh you know on that insane shot since then he has played some really really good golf and it's been fun to watch it yeah 
All right, Matt Olson hits a solo dinger, but it's Mets 7, Braves 2 as they play in the ninth inning. We'll keep you up to date on the scores. Right now, we'll take a timeout, come back, and visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I'm jealous of Clip, but I'll tell you in a minute. Y'all jelly. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock, who's probably going to be wearing his new hat. Yep. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back to the show. Here's freaking Clip. It's weird because hats are one of my favorite things. I love hats. I, I guess collect them as a so hobby, but also wear them. But for whatever reason, they just fall from the sky. And just they, like one fell in the <laughs> studio. And it happened to be a new 4th of July edition Wood Dog set. And, so uh, jealous. It's even my size. Like, I would give it to one of y'all if it wasn't my size. But it's my size, so I guess I'll keep it. It is convenient it. how all of the hats that fall out of the sky are conveniently your size only. My size I know. and teams I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It just happens. Yeah, because I'm the one that... See, I'm easy. I don't have to have a fitted hat. All, all mine has to be is adjustable. Mm-hmm. See, I'm pretty easy. Well, maybe I'm just that, saying. That, I don't know what sky you're standing under, but I'd like to catch one from out of the sky once in a while. Maybe the hat gods will look down upon you, Charlie, and, uh, and shoot you a hat. All right. Uh, more on that in a moment. But right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to... The voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing? Clip, I'm doing great. I was just thinking it's been two weeks since you and I have had the opportunity to visit on the air, and a lot has happened with USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. And I was reading a story in front of sports this morning that said that with the acquisition of those two schools, the Big Ten coffers are going to grow from $1 billion to perhaps one point two five billion dollars per year in television rights i mean this stuff is absolutely mind-boggling insane uh and now when something happens like that you're surprised for a moment and then kind of say well nothing is that shocking anymore when it comes to the world of sports especially college athletics and now you just kind of wonder you know what's next jeff and you look uh, your eyes to the west and and say what about the acc what about you know north carolina is you know clemson uh, where does the grant of rights come into that is there enough money offered for them to leave the acc so that's uh that's been a bit of a topic too what's coming next and where does the acc fit into all this 
Yeah, that's exactly right, Cliff. And I'll tell you what, uh, some attorneys are going to be making a lot of money uh, here in the next couple of years. I have a feeling with this grant of rights deal and whether that could be negotiated down or how it could be worked out with some of these schools who, who do want to leave. And, you know, Florida State's another school, and, and Miami is another one that you hear about as well. And they are saddled with this grant of rights deal from the ACC until 2036. And there's millions and millions of dollars on the table. Now, can they do something to um, get that fee reduced and move on to where they can make all of this huge money that we know the Big Ten is going to have, and the SEC is going to be right there with them uh, in the coming years, too. So you can understand why these schools want to do that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this Power Five moniker is even going to be around very much longer. Clip, it's just developing into the Big Two, and then you've got the you know, three other conferences, the ACC and the Big 12, and the Pac-12 are kind of in that next level, it looks like now. And who knows what's going to happen with those three leagues and whether there's going to be some kind of a merger or they're going to try and poach each other or will one of them go out of business? I mean, who knows? And when you just start looking at all these different scenarios, you almost get a headache trying to, to read it all and figure out we know what's going to happen. So uh, it's just, uh, it's crazy. And isn't it amazing with just two schools that are the powerful name brand blue blood schools do make these moves like we saw with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. And now what we're seeing with the two pack 12 schools going to the big 10, how just a couple schools can really upset the apple cart and set everything into this dinner that we're seeing now. Jeff, I just I can't wait till September and kick it off, get a game here, so we can uh, watch the the game and not at least for three and a half hours, kind of forget about what's going on outside of the, the game itself. Because there's still going to be a full Saturday of college football. I'm still going to enjoy the games, but uh, not as much as uh, as maybe in the past when uh, when everything was settled down. But uh, again, I, I'm still looking forward to um, to the football games at Dottie Ficklin Stadium, no matter who ECU's playing, no matter what level they're playing at. There, there's still going to be some games on the field, hopefully for uh, for us to enjoy. Well, there's no doubt about that, Cliff, and that will be the case moving forward. Now, I don't know who East Carolina is going to be playing, or we can't look into our crystal ball and really predict the future. But uh, I think, you know, at this point, uh, we're talking about the power conferences and their futures. We really haven't talked a whole lot about the American or the Mountain West or the Sun Belt, who has made some good moves. And Conference USA, the MAC, just seems to stay steady year after year because they, they basically know who they are and they don't strive to be something they can't be. But, uh, you know, as far as the Pirates are concerned, this is it, as we know, for Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. And those three are going to be moving on. So this is the last shot the Pirates have at those three schools, you know, as a conference member in the American Athletic Conference. And, Clip, I think uh, two years from now, uh, it'll be a little bit of a sticker shock when you look at that Pirate football schedule and you don't see those three schools on there. And East Carolina is playing schools like San Antonio and North Texas and Rice and yeah. UAB and Florida Atlantic. I mean, it's going to, uh, you know, right now, I don't know if people grasp what's coming in a couple of years, but those are the schools that East Carolina is going to be playing in conference play. 
Yeah, certainly going to look different. Going to have even more of a uh, a Texas feel. Going to look like the old, uh, I guess, Conference USA 2.0 before East Carolina headed over to the American. Jeff Charles joining us. And so much to scratch your head over when it comes to college athletics. Here's one that's hard to figure out too, Jeff, since we last talked. The Orioles and Mariners have not lost a game. The two hottest teams in baseball right now, uh, the Mariners, who have the longest drought in Major League Baseball when it comes to making the playoffs, and the Orioles, who have been atrocious uh, the last few years, have uh, got themselves up to a 500 record. We'll have O's and Cubs going on tonight. But, Jeff, uh, you want to talk about some shocking things in sports? That's uh, that's caught some people off guard. <laughs> no doubt about it, especially, I think, with the Orioles, who, as you mentioned, have been so bad for so long. And, Cliff, I'm going to add one more, although it's only one game. The Cincinnati Reds <laughs> at Yankee Stadium in New York yeah. tonight. Uh, you're laughing. You know what I'm going to say here. Uh, they were down 3 to nothing in the ninth inning against the almighty New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. And the lowly, horrible, worst team in the National League, Cincinnati Reds, rallied for four runs in the ninth inning. And then they got uh, New York out in the bottom of the ninth, and they went on for a 4-3 to victory. I'm driving through Ohio today, and people are, are talking about the game as I'm listening to talk radio and the sports talk shows, and everybody's kind of shaking their heads. Uh, how did the Reds do it? The Reds are actually playing better, too, not as well as those two teams that you mentioned, but, you know, they've just had such a horrible season, but they've had some comeback victories here of late. So maybe some of these teams uh, are going to be a little bit better in the second half of the year. I mean, there's still so many games left to be played, Cliff. Uh, we're just past the midpoint season. And, uh, you know, some of these teams have a chance to turn things around. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, Major League Baseball All-Star Game coming up next Tuesday. And I, I like this move to where they uh, are bringing in Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. Kind of a, a thank you, a, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award type of thing. Before these guys hang it up, they're going to let them uh, compete in the All-Star Game. I think that's a, a pretty cool move and uh, should get uh, some good ovations coming up next Tuesday. Oh, I think so, and uh, I watch the Tigers on a daily basis clip, and Miguel Cabrera does not hit for much power at all anymore. He has three home runs this year. But I tell you, he is an absolute magician with the bat. Uh, there's there's no reason why he shouldn't be mentioned as one of the best hitters of all time. I, I am amazed. He's 39 years old. You know, He just doesn't turn on the fastball very much anymore. But, boy, there are runners on base. And he almost always finds a way to drive him in. And oftentimes he just slaps the ball out of right field or up the middle. And uh, he's just, he just does not panic. You know, he, he waits for his pitch and he fouls off good pitches. And then he gets one that he can drive. And, uh, and he's, been, he's been really amazing. And then Pujols has had a tremendous career. And we talk about Albert Pujols being one of the all-time great hitters as well. And he had that stretch with the St. Louis Cardinals earlier in his career where, you know, he was just the best hitter in, in the National League for a while. So, yeah, I, I agree, Cliff. I think it's a great move for baseball to bring those guys back. Uh, as we talk about All-Star games, Cliff, I attended last night the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League All-Star game in suburban Cincinnati, and it was a packed house. It was an amazing atmosphere in a beautiful little stadium. And they had uh, 20 food trucks there last night, and people could come into the game. They could buy a $15 ticket for the game, 
and that all the food was free with oh, wow. a $15 ticket. And I'm telling you what, they were lined up by the dozens and all of these uh, vehicles. And then they had the inflatables out there for the kids. And it was like one big picnic all-star baseball game. It was a lot of fun to go to last night. That's a great idea. Sounds very uh, very old school there. That's that's pretty cool. Jeff Charles joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll wrap it up with this, Jeff. Um, I, I know you'll be glad to see this. So, so Stephen Igo and I are previewing ECU's position groups, and we talked running backs a few weeks ago, and we uh, asked everybody out there listening their favorites, and Leonard Henry's name came up quite a bit. You have advocated Leonard Henry for the ECU Hall of Fame for years and years and years now and uh, had him on from the booth and everything. And then Stephen Igo actually wrote an article about that, I think last week, that um, it's long past due to have Leonard Henry in the Hall of Fame. So we're getting more on board with you, Jeff. We're going to get this done um, before too long. But I know uh, that that probably put a smile on your face that other people are advocating for Leonard Henry to get in that ECU Hall of Fame. And because he's so deserving, Cliff, I mean, he should have been in there years ago. Uh, and, you know, every day that goes by, you know, he should should be in there. And we had the same situation with Junior Smith, and we kind of had to get up on our soapbox for Junior and finally got him in. Now, why it took so long for Junior Smith to get in, I'll never know, because he was the all-time leading rusher and is in ECU Pirate football history. But the important thing is he's in, and the important thing is that someday Leonard is going to be in. Hopefully this year it's um, – it's really interesting you mentioned that, Cliff, because Leonard called me last week after uh, Stephen Igo had that story, and he just wanted to touch base and, and just, you know, say, hey, I want to get in here so bad, you know. And I said, well, Leonard, you know, you deserve it. I mean, we're really not having to, you know, we're not doing anything that uh, is not the right thing to do. And yeah. I told him, I said, you know, this is just the right thing. I mean, you should be in the ECU Hall of Fame, and I don't understand why you're not. But uh, the important thing is the word's getting out now, and uh, hopefully Leonard will get in the Hall of Fame uh, sooner rather than later. No doubt. Jeff Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, always enjoy the sports talk with you. We'll do it again next week. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk again soon with you. Sounds great, Cliff. Always great to visit with you and our Pirate Radio listeners. Have a great day. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back when we return. Wager McGee joins us at the Open coming up on Thursday. Uh, Football coming up in a couple months. We'll talk about that. College pro. Look at some odds and uh, go over some teams and have a good football discussion with Wager McGee when we return on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast, and tickets will go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., 
And it's only 10 bucks. 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to local charities. You can join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st at the State Theater in downtown Greenville featuring 80s music by The Breakfast Club, plus many more special surprises. Just go to PR927FM.com starting at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning to get your tickets before they sell out. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, get them while they're hot. Pirate Radio football kickoff party coming up September 1st. And as Shirley said, tickets on sale 10 a.m. on Thursday. We'll have our David Price construction countdown to kickoff and uh, countdown to the party coming up on Thursday as well. We'll also go inside the Rage Room. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, and Wager McGee is back inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Wager. Hey, Cliff. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Looking forward to some football. I know. Me too. And uh, we talked, and it's never too early to to dive into some NFL talk. We talked college football with you about, what, a month or so ago? I think so, yeah. So, uh, and right also, when the lines came out, there's also stuff going on right now. And CJ, I want to uh, bring you into this conversation because you're our NASCAR watcher amongst the group. And I meant to bring this up yesterday, but Wager, you have uh, some NASCAR lines. What are we, New Hampshire? Did I read that? Yeah, yeah New one? Hampshire. Mm-hmm. All right. But the big topic right now is Tyler Reddick, right? So it was announced that he would be joining. Who runs the Jordan Hamlin? 2311. Yeah, 2311. 2311 in 2024. Right. Correct? All right. Okay, cool. Now, what's the drama about here? Why Uh, is this controversial? RCR seems like they didn't know, which is who RCR is is what? Richard Childress Racing. That's who Tyler Reddick currently races with. His contract is up this year the end of the year no end of 23 yeah so he's lame duck for a year and a half and right. he's and he's won a race so he's in the championship chase yeah Why is that's, he, what do you mean lame duck well he's gonna he's be racing them. for him for a year and a half but yeah. he's already announced he's leaving so yeah. yeah and that's part of the that was that's half of the reason i think because richard childress racing came out with their own statement and they said the timing basically couldn't be any worse on the announcement which is partially because of what a wager just said uh but also partially the race he won was this past week, and it's his first win ever, so now he's in the playoffs. Oh, okay. But all this happens just a few days after he won his first race, so it's just odd timing that he chooses to announce this you know, after his crowning achievement so far. My friend that works for RCR said he gave him 15 minutes notice. So he told him right before he went on. So they were negotiating an extension with him, and he told him 15 minutes before he jumped on a call with Hamlin. To how, much, how many minutes do they need? 20 25 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I mean, so who so does he look bad i i mean i don't know i mean everybody's you know we could carry this conversation over to probably live golf right i mean he's you know he got a good deal that he yeah he yeah. wants to live with and that's where he wants to be i mean rcr these days is kind of looked at as a small team which is amazing so i mean jordan's gonna throw a lot of money into nascar but I don't understand. I don't understand that team anyway. It's twenty three eleven, but Hamlin doesn't drive for him right now. He drives for Gibbs, right? So when does he start driving for twenty three eleven? I think this is all confusing. Very. And then confusing. Kyle Busch is not even signed right now, and that's the that to me is the bigger deal than than this. I mean, I think Kyle so. Hamlin's an owner, but he's running with another team. Yeah, correct. How does that work? I, I, you tell me. I don't know. That's the weird thing because when uh, you know somebody like Bubba Wallace is racing near denny hamlin 
Um, there was a point in time, I think it was maybe the Daytona 500 this year, maybe Talladega, but Bubba was leading, uh, Hamlin was second, and we were getting down to like the end of the race, and the you know commentators, everybody starts asking questions. Well, does Denny want to win, or does he want you know his team to win that he owns? Is Bubba his only driver right now? And Kurt Busch. Okay, Kurt Busch. All right. Who uh, isn't included in the team name, clearly. So it's not 231145. <laughs> so, <laughs> is Kurt Busch uh, using 45 because Jordan wore 45 when he came yeah. back? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Fascinating. It's assumed that Tyler Reddick is going to take over Kurt Busch's ride when he comes in 2024. Because Kurt Busch, I think by that time, will be 46 or 7. So he'll probably be out the door by then. Yeah, these guys bounce around quite a bit to teams and stuff, right? I guess, like, yeah. if you're not one of the... Well, even the top guys, we're talking about big of names late, here. Yeah, I mean, and it's all I mean, it's all based on sponsorship. Some of them, like, come with, you know, sponsors in tow, right? And mm-hmm. some of them's like, some of these younger guys, their dads, you know, are, are footing the bill for them. So, um, so if you, I mean, if, if you've got somebody, that, if your dad's paying for a ride or his dad's company's paying for it, you can always find a ride somewhere, I guess. And CJ, you said this uh, at the time of our draft this year uh, that Brad Keselowski might not be a good pick. He's pretty much a non-factor on Sundays. Now, I don't right? even know if he's in the top thirty in points right now. Which is it, hypothetically, if he were to win a race this year, uh, that usually qualifies you for the playoffs. Consi- uh, assuming you are top thirty. Oh, points. really? Yeah, I didn't know that was a qualifier. Th- yep. If you're outside the top thirty, you don't qualify even with a win. Wager, I'm holding a ticket thanks to CJ. Early in the season, I was getting CJ to tell me who was going to win races, and I'd drive up to Virginia where you can legally bet and put a bet on it every weekend. Yeah. And I, he was like, oh, for the season. And he gave me Ryan Blaney. And Ryan Blaney has not won a race this year, right? He has not won a race, which is bad because I think there's three spots available now in the playoffs for non-winners. So you better hope he wins a race sooner or nobody it. else does. Uh, I think I, I no oh, lie. you're saying three more guys could win. Correct. And knock mm-hmm. him out. Yes. Um, but I accidentally bet him to win the championship, not the race that weekend. So I'm holding on to that ticket. That's the thing I got a shot. Yeah, I, I actually, if we were talking Nas- New Hampshire, I'd, I, I'd, here's the he's, win. He's one of the guys that, uh, that I like this week. So It's funny because Ryan Blaney, if you look at the playoff standings, I think he's sitting 13th, 14th maybe. Um, in Like if the win's didn't matter if there was not a playoff standings he has the second most points accumulated right. on the year so he's yeah. racing well he's in the mix okay he's, he's 14th a lot of people look at new hampshire and richmond being similar tracks and there he he led that's why i looked at him he's he led a race high like 128 laps started first on the pole qualified there he finished seventh but he's been running well so i mean he's got a fifth and 11th on the course third six fourth so for the last five he's been in the mix and he was top five at new hampshire last year in the old cars not in the next gen car so and he ran ran really well in richmond and also at phoenix which is kind of a version of the oval that they're gonna run this week so yeah i like the i like the 12th who are your other picks for this weekend um i i think the 24 who was strong last week until he got crashed i thought the eight and the 24 probably were the best cars until they 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 kind of got run off the track there um but i i like he's kind of had some bad luck of late but um, you know he's he's got two wins already. He's locked in, so he can kind of run a little bit loose. And Truex, who also needs a win, I was going to say he hasn't won this year, has he? No, no. he's winless, and he's fifteenth. He was point, up there so. last week. What happened with him? He was running at the front. I don't think he got he. 
I don't know what he did last week, so but CJ? I didn't, yeah, he was still running at the end of it. But. Yeah, I want to say he was one of the guys that was caught up in something, but came back into the race. All right. So uh, those are the picks for this weekend. He ran well at Richmond too, led eighty laps. Yeah, I, I think so. But all that will probably get blown out because nine will just run around there and win. So stupid nine, <laughs> stupid nine, stupid nine or stupid five. But yeah, I, 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 there's no value on those. So stupid five hasn't won in a while. Like, I've, like last year, he won everything, right? And this year, he uh, he's at least letting other guys win. Yeah, it's a little. I mean, the I think it's the cars, right? And they've mixed in a whole lot more, you know, road courses this year so far. It, it seems like as well, and new tracks that guys are unfamiliar with. But I mean, he's locked in the playoffs. At the end of it, he'll be there. But the way that they've done that race, I mean, if you get there, that's why Tyler Reddick was interesting and interesting because there's a road course or two in there, and then you know, our, RCR always runs well at like Daytona and Talladega and places like that. And Atlanta seems to be a, that sort of track now since repaving got done. Is it Larson that can't win on a super speedway? Is that his thing? Or am I mixing that up? Um, That might be right. I, don't, I, think that's I can't his, recall a win of his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super He's speedway. a little bit more. I remember even when he used to drive the 42, he was, he'd be okay there because they, they ran well uh at those places but he was always more competitive like bristol and places like that oddly so all right there's your uh nascar talk that's good guys with that good Red stuff and, yeah let's talk uh open yeah harold varner the third you betting on him no why not well i i, I looked and waited to, uh, until as late as i could to get a weather update right so because you know if if there's no weather at all st andrews is pretty gettable if you look at the history of it you know, the last three winners have shot 15 under, 16 under, 19 under. So there's not a lot protecting it if you don't get bad weather. It looks like at least the first two days, the only bad weather is Friday morning. A little bit of rain and a little bit of wind. So guys that go out early tomorrow and then get the afternoon on Friday are going to be in the best situation. Well, that's not good for Harold. Varner's offset of that, yeah. So so does that mean you're fading Rom and Spieth because of that too? I mean, you could, and Tigers in that Tigers in that mix of bad weather as well, plus Max Homa. So there's some, there were some some guys in there that I was looking at a little bit, but it might be a little bit more um, now, a little bit more uh, motivation to kind of pass on some of those guys. Okay, well, who are you looking at for the Open? Um, I like John Daly, Bryson DeChambeau, or teeing off uh, <laughs> early <laughs> Thursday. Chandler, welcome to the show. <laughs> Three o'clock. Three, all right. Yeah. Have I, we I, welcomed you to the show yet? Because you weren't here. Have I talked to you yet? You, did, you did say you were like, and Chandler, Chandler's here. You're like, Shirley's here. Oh, here. Chandler, Chandler's welcome here. to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. All right, sorry. I mean, I know we normally, like to, of late, like to start our best with either like Xander Shoffley or Colin Morikawa. Morikawa. Morikawa, who won it last year, right? So, um and then Spieth was 14 and Rom was 11. I try to find somebody with a little bit of value. Rory is on the, I hate being Rory. chalky, but is on the good draw, it seems like, and staying away from the rain on Friday if it happens. Um, I got an interesting one. Besides, I mean, I don't know why we're ignoring the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, right now, if we if we go with that. But Tony Finau, <laughs> who is since 2015 on seaside courses, um, I, I, I like this. It's not something I'm bringing. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Is fourth in strokes gained um, of all the golfers. So when you look at it a little bit, and he's been competitive the last few years uh, in the British Open as well. So 
I, I there was a couple of things with Finau on that, and just as how he's played in majors in the last three years. Um, Scheffler is number two in all, like since the. So I'm trying to find my notes here. It's been it's been a while since I did this. 2020. Uh-huh. Scheffler's number two in most strokes gained per round in the majors. So both of those guys have decent odds. Amazing. Scheffler is twenty to one. Finau's mm. thirty five to one. Okay. I look, so I was also looking at like top tens and top twenties. Right. I was going to suggest that for Finau, right? Because he can't win, but he can finish. That's top true. 10. But I mean, top ten, he's plus three fifty. He's he's two to one to be in the top twenty. Um, and again, he's in the good side of the draw, and he's played well since you know in the last five six years on on uh, seaside courses. So that favors him. I don't know if it's from growing up in the wind and in Utah and things like that that gets him there. But yeah, I I, I may fade Rom Spieth. I had last week in the Scottish Open. I always get excited about it. Everybody always puts him on the list there. But man, he he just can't putt somehow. He 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 just. Once around, he goes through two or three bad holes, and he he was right there last week. It was there for the opening because everybody was coming back, and he had a couple of bogeys and kind of fell back there a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I think those guys. I had I was looking at Fitzpatrick, but he's kind of in that bad weather side. I may still do it because he's used to it. But there was a couple of guys: Terrell Hatton at forty to one, might be some top ten, top twenty. Louis Usain always Dude. seems to play well. Um, and he won. He won the 2010 uh, U.S. Open there. And I was even looking at Stuart Sink, who usually plays well on open courses, not to win. But he's 14 to one to be in the top 10, and 60 six to one to be in the top 20. Molly said yesterday to watch out for an old guy. He didn't give a name, but like a guy that's been around for a while. And Stuart Sink seems to fit that mold. Sink's played well. So I suggested Colin Montgomery, but he said no. He's out of there. <laughs> I was gonna look at Max Homa because he, he played Scottish. He never played Lynx course, but he's next to Scheffler is, and Sam Burns is playing some of the best in the world right now. Uh, that may be a little bit under the radar. And he was playing Scottish Open, and because it gets dark so late, he was he was finishing rounds, and he was going and playing another eighteen holes of the course down there. So he got a ton of golf in last week, and he's sixty to one, and he's still six and a half to one ten, uh, top ten, and and two and a half to to one to be top twenty. And I still, even though we haven't talked about Xander, so I mean he's just playing so well. He won Scottish Open last week. Just wonder how tired he is though, because he's won back-to-back tournaments at this point, Travelers and, and Scottish Open, oh, and has played well. So, and uh, always kind of shows up in majors. So, how do we feel? Because uh, I get offended by a lot of things these days, and a lot of things offend me. And how do we feel about the ageism in the Open? I, I learned this week that there's an age cut off at 60. You can't play uh, once you're past 60 years old. I, that, I, that's ageism. Wait, I don't have a problem with that. Wow, you so you hate old people. There's a senior tour. There's a next week. There'll be a senior open. There's they don't have that in the Masters, right? Or the U.S. Why do they do it over there? They do. They just let the old guys tee off on the first day and then they get out of the way. Yeah, but like I feel like Fred Couples plays the Masters every year. He does, like, and Burton Hot Longer. I think if you're a champ, past champion, you can play. But once you probably start going out there on Friday and Saturdays and shooting, or Thursday and Friday and shooting nineties. There should not be an age limit in golf. There should not be an age limit in the NBA. If Dominique Wilkins wants to get signed by a team today, he should be able to do so. I'm with you on that. What's I mean, the age limit in the NBA? <laughs> there's not one. Uh, I'm glad there's not one. Hey, Brady's kind of setting that in the NFL know, right now. Yeah. So, what if they said once you're past 42, you can't play anymore, and Brady's still out there, like you know, best quarterback available? He might make it. Yeah. So, 
All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, talk some football with Wager McGee. We'll get your take on, I don't know, do the Panthers look any different this week than they did last week, adding Baker Mayfield. Uh, We'll talk about their week one matchup with the Cleveland Browns and uh, a whole lot more with Wager McGee, Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Still to come on today's show, we'll talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector, talk some baseball and more with him. Also, Corey Glore will be here in hour number three. Hello. Thank you. Tulane play-by-play voice will be live in the Pirate Radio studios coming up later on in today's program. I want to shake his hand. You'll have that opportunity. Opportunity. When we uh, talk to Corey coming up in hour three, Chandler uh, developing potentially a new impression yesterday. Jeff Connors, uh, you worked on that at all? Yeah, uh, we're here with uh, Wager McGee, and uh, we're going to talk some picks. He's going to give us his picks, and uh, I think we're going to start with the Browns and Panthers. It's pretty good. Not bad. It helps when I do the little hand thing that he does. <laughs> you got to do the, the mannerisms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I want to hear you talk about talk about john gruden for a little while oh man let me tell you man we're here with wager mcgee man we're gonna get into the uh now for the people that don't know man i used to be a coach man in the nfl man what happened why aren't you a coach <laughs> i don't want to talk about it man just don't send me any emails man no emails for uh for john gruden all right wager i was trying to think of a way to ask this question so i'm going to ask you a two-parter okay. an old two-part question you have a free roll to place a Super Bowl bet today, who are you putting it on? And you have to put your own money on a team to win. Because those could be different answers, right? Free yeah. roll, you might go a little little higher odds, whatever. You put your own money, you want to be a little safer. So answer those two questions. Colts and Bills. You know, I was thinking of the Colts because I was thinking about Matt Stafford last year. Went to a new team, won immediately where really they just needed to upgrade their quarterback. Colts did the same thing this offseason. And I thought about bringing them up, but Super Bowl, I don't, I'm don't. i not ready to... That's your free roll pick, right? Yeah, I, actually, I got two of those. So I did I did Colts. Uh, I've already done that. And I did Dolphins. Um, hmm. I'm not as confident in Tua as I am on Matt Ryan, who's gone to a Super Bowl before. Um, I think he just fits that system, right? They really need... I mean, however it sounds, you need in the Colts run first system a little bit more of a game manager. He, I mean, he did that at times with the Falcons, and then they open it up some. He did that in college with BC. Run fo- focus, focus, really good offensive line. 
controlling the game, not making as many mistakes. I think the mistakes he's, he's made of late is like when he had to force it when the Falcons were down late and stuff like that. And Did to, the Colts to have a quarterback that made a lot of mistakes last year? Oh. Uh, yeah, where did he go to? <laughs> um, so no, nah, they are a I guess conservative team, but if you need to open it up, they have my people are excited about Michael Pittman Jr. Right as yeah. a receiver. I mean, they really they keep they, they keep adding some talent on the outside. I think they resigned Ty right. And I was going to say, is he still a thing? He hasn't been a major thing in a while. It seems like I, th- I think he is. I mean, they, you know, and then they really kind of added on the defensive side as well. So. Um, I like them is looking at week one. I don't know if I like them minus eight on the road in week one at, at Houston, but uh, I like them. So. Here's why I like doing these segments, Chandler. T.Y. Hilton is a free agent. The Colts' other receiver is Paris Campbell. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Again, Pidman and Campbell, two young playmakers. Also, Alec Pierce, whoever that is. I guess that's a draft pick. Yeah, rookie, yeah. So uh, they've got a very young receiving core. They're tied in. Oh, uh, Mo Alley Cox, yeah. former basketball player yeah. from VCU. I think they went. I think they addressed some defensive stuff on the on the free agent side. But then in looking at somebody that they had seen that the Colts traded uh, Roxinha, whatever the cornerback. Oh, yeah. um, and so, but I think they improved themselves on the defensive side of things. Plus, I mean, again, the Jags are going to be better. Texans are going to be better, but. Look well, at that. Wait, no. Well, then they were last year. But look at that division. And then besides that, and you got the Titans who are probably going to be, or not probably, are going to be worse. So I think by far, and that was the bet I did right away, besides the Super Bowl AFC, was to win the division. I think which was even money. Going to get that home playoff game at least one. Yeah. If, nice. they, if they don't lose in week 17 to the Jags, to, <laughs> you know, cost them. But, I, you know, those teams will be a little bit better. But that is, I would argue, that's the weakest division. In, yeah. in the NFL, right? No, that's a good call. So you've got that factor. Looking at their offense, too, they love Naeem Hines. they got Phillip Lindsay, who's still a inside the tackles runner, I guess. Yep. But I think most underrated thing, aspect of your pick, their backup quarterback is Nick Foles. Mm. Yeah. So if they make it and Ryan gets hurt, yeah. you can still win a Super Bowl, still win your bet. Well, I mean, look at They're not a playoff team last year. I, I, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but the schedule is going to be a little bit easier than playoff teams. The AFC West is just going to beat each other up, right, all year long. If one of those teams steps up, that's it. I think the Bengals will struggle coming off the year they had. Um, and then, who am I forgetting? Oh, the other side. I think Jets are going to be better. And then you got Dolphins and Patriots that will maybe get the Bills once or twice. So, Colts really do, when you look at, got a chance to get through maybe 13-3, 14-2, and Yikes. make everybody not much of a home field advantage from a weather standpoint, but better than going to, you know, Kansas City or to Buffalo. I mean, yeah. if you avoid going to Buffalo, so I think every game is going to be with that in the back of their head, even though they, they missed the playoffs last year, that 14-2 probably makes Buffalo come there for the AFC Championship game. The first two games for the Colts this year uh, is in their division, at the Texans week one, and then they have to go to the Jaguars week two. So go ahead, games go ahead and start two and zero on the road, and you're uh, you're looking pretty good there. Yeah, uh, only two teams with a, a minus uh, in front of their odds to win the division in the AFC. Bills overwhelming favorites in the East, and the other one is Indianapolis uh, minus yeah. one thirty right now to win that division and i like that pick and you've kind of sold me on the colts and i would think in look at week one my general rule until some injuries happen and somebody separates themselves 
I'm taking any points in any AFC West game this year. Like week one, you can get the Raiders plus three and a half at the at the uh, Chargers right now. I mean, I quarterback wide receivers about even. I think the defense maybe is a little bit better for the Raiders plus three and a half. At Chargers place. are going to win or lose that game by a field goal at the end anyway. You already know that. So yeah. three and a half. Yeah, take I it. think the problem in those games is you're going if you're catching three and a half four that they could all go to overtime and then somebody wins by a touchdown so you're gonna have yeah. to be sweating out overtimes in some of those games but um yeah I, I, that was one that jumped out at me right away and in, in week one generally when the dogs are a good play anyway is catch three and a half points with raiders in week one chargers adding khalil mack to kind of compliment with joe what is it which boza is it joey boza joey and then chandler jones right. of the raiders yeah to compliment max crosby so that's a pretty good defensive matchup there I think it is. I think Nick is. Okay. No, I think Joey's 49ers. That's, I'm going uh, Nick. Nick Bosa. Know your Bosa's. I'm I don't going wanna... Nick. Oh, it's Joey. Joey? Joey. It's Chargers. Joey. Yep. Uh, Chad's Titans radar went Titans? off. He's listening. Wager, how did the Titans get worse? Please explain yourself. I mean, who's who are they depending on for Tannehill to throw the ball to? And plus, it's already like... I think, you know, whether it is, obviously media is going to make a little bit of a, a bigger issue on that. But, I mean, you trade Brown away, so they're depending on a rookie to come in, the rookie from Arkansas, Robert I guess, Woods. to take his place, who's coming off, I think, injuries, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I mean, they're not worse, worse, but, I mean, it, clearly it's not us. I mean, uh, the people in you know in Vegas who kind of agree there that the Colts are, are the favorites to win that, uh, to win that division, so... Ryan Tannehill, another year under center. Tannehill, the real. They did get uh, Malik Willis. Yeah, and in, I mean that Exciting. was the thing in the, the Tannehill kind of said, you know, he wasn't going to mentor him and all that stuff. Again, they'll make a bigger deal about that than what it is. But that's been cleaned up though since then, right? It's a, it's a nothing burger. Yeah, yeah. it is. Big but I mean, they, they should probably have the tougher, you know, out of schedule whatever that is because they were a playoff team last year right so number one seed in afc so they're going to be matched up that's how the nfl does it's all based on parity and getting back to 500 their schedule is going to be tougher than the colts outside of the common opponents that they both play who uh who uh did the panthers did their win total or anything change after the baker move do you know i did not see that the odds of the the game in week one didn't so what was the win total before baker's uh was it what five Five and and a half i think five and a half I, f- I did see like a right out the day after the move was made, like ranking the NFL's rosters, and it had the Panthers in the low to mid twenties. And I swear I've seen a lot of power rankings and stuff before that, before the Baker move, that had them like thirtieth, 29th. So I don't know if it moves the radar that much, but they do seem like a much better team now that Baker's there than without them. I don't know. You don't seem to really care one way or the other the ceiling for me is nine wins i like baker better than darnold i mean i think anybody would right so um i know i do you know I, if mccaffrey can stay healthy again i like the wide receivers i really like what they do on the offensive line i like the, the i think first and third round picks where right where offensive linemen they're going to come in and, and add some stability there um I, the division's down right i mean tampa bay's gonna be tampa bay the falcons are kind of in a you know, kind of rebuilding. Falcons have nothing at all. Saints are no, the I most. Wouldn't say, I wouldn't say they have nothing. So I think Falcons are going to be. I would. I'd love the Falcons in Week One plus five. So because Alvin Kamara is probably getting suspended for six games for beating that guy up at the Pro Bowl. So 
I mean, they're going to go into the season with Jameis Winston without Kamara in the backfield. Michael Thomas is back. We said yesterday because we were talking fantasy and we were looking over rosters that the the Saints like have the highest ceiling and lowest floor. Like they are, yeah. they could go either way depending on Kamara's availability and is Michael Thomas still alive is he still yeah it's but i don't know there were some workout videos one of those things i think they'll be fine but again they get the benefit of being in a relatively weak conference and i can't remember who uh what afc division they play so who's the panthers play the panthers play we're in the nfc south what afc division do the panthers play champ oh this year i have no idea thank you yeah thanks for bringing that bringing it hang on a second today um you are a falcons fan true or false yeah, true yes. okay is that are you now I, I feel like you're you try to be as unbiased as possible but you got very defensive when chandler said the falcons have nothing i, I mean <laughs> they got kyle pitt i wouldn't say who they are, have i wouldn't say they have nothing who are their weapons i mean the most versatile running back wide <laughs> receiver in the nfl patterson. cordell patterson okay yeah. um i mean when you look by at the way notes. is he the most like underutilized NFL player in history like why is he doing this at the age of 30 when he's still he's been explosive his entire career like he had a renaissance I know early on it was it seemed like he was just a return guy remember for like the Vikings Vikings. or something like that run back in there so I mean I we'll see on Drake London but you know the wide receiver from USC we are we're all morons by the way why who does the nfc south play this year week one panthers play the browns oh yeah okay so afc north is the answer yeah so (laughs) um the falcons issue is going to be offensive line since we're talking about that but i mean i because of that then i mean having dropped back not mobile matt ryan now versus Mariota or ritter by the end of the middle of the season at least you need a mobile quarterback. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll do better second year of a head coach. Um, we'll see. Well, I guess one answer for Patterson is because they brought in the uh, FedEx guy. What's his name? Hunter Smith. Is that his name? Arthur his name? Smith. Arthur Smith. Oh, yeah. And, and he was uh, the offensive coordinator for Marcus Mariota in Tennessee. He drew up some stuff in the dirt to get his best guys the ball. Yep. It worked out, at least for Patterson. All right. Um, where do we go now? You, so you got what week one ready to go? Yeah, I just went through every game. So well, what do you got for Washington? And uh, mm. I like the Jacks okay. plus four. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I mean, you got. Uh, are you? We're quick? all getting very defensive about our team. <laughs> I mean, are you running to the no. window to lay four at home no, in no. week one with a brand new quarterback who's like, injury prone? So Wentz probably ain't gonna play a whole lot in the preseason. Well, there is no preseason. There's like one game. What is it? Wait, there's they three. usually play like week three there's or something three. like that. Oh man, is this the second year of the, of the three? Yeah, I think preseason they added. The, the I thought last year there was like one or something, or what? The COVID year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The COVID they, year. I think we gave up a preseason COVID game for year, extra they didn't regular have any. season. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're back to three. All right. Well, that makes sense because I was, <laughs> I was about to do a complaint yesterday. I hate the preseason, but like I miss it in early August you know to get our first taste of football but there will be preseason football in early august because the hall of fame game by the way just over i like i mean three weeks away jags so doug peterson new head coach i like that i mean you can't not like that it's a plus from urban meyer without a doubt um 
second year for Trevor Lawrence, and then they finally surrounded him with some guys, right? So they signed Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram, if he can stay healthy. Why are they All paying of, Christian Kirk so much? You'll see week one when yeah. he explodes for 150 right. yards. $84 million? Why are you mad? I'm just, I, I wanted to get defensive. <laughs> I mean, none of us are Jack fans, but I, I think, that, I mean, they'll, they were competitive. I mean, in some games, you say, and they won three games last year and beat, you know, Buffalo, Miami, and knocked Indy out at the end of the year. So, um, and did all that with an idiot as a head coach. So, um, I, I, we'll see. We'll I, I, see. I would take again week Are one. You, you always all dogs? dogs. I was about to say you're a dog guy. Week one. No, uh, I I am not. I like. I, I'm sure that Troy doesn't like this. I, I like the 49ers minus six and a half at the Bears. The Bears are a mess. Bears are horrible. They got the it, next. I mean, offensive line. If you look at preseason rankings, 31, and they got no receivers to throw to, so they're not helping Fields at all. Um, and I like Lance. I like what that's going to do to that offense as long as Debo's kind of healthy and everything. I mean, the one game that he played last year, it was it was pretty exciting to kind of watch what they can do with that offense. So, I like that. I kind of like Miami as a small favorite, minus two, uh, against New England. They beat New England both games last year. And then now, yeah, Tyreek Hill, you had some other. They went out and really got aggressive on um, on the on free agents this year and built the offensive line. But they, got, they signed Mozart, Sonny Michelle, so they upgraded the running backs. And again, Jalen Hill... Or uh, Tyree killed Jalen Waddle and Gasecki. I mean, two of people complain about how accurate it is. He didn't have to throw the ball very far. He can just throw short little passes and let those guys, you know, the the rack there. So we'll see. And I like that <clears throat> young stoner head coach they got from uh, the San Francisco offense. Mike, I love that. Guy. Mike, Mike, I love him. I do yeah, too. Mike McDaniel. So he's, great press conference. Boy genius. Yeah, I like yeah. him. You say rack instead of yak. Yeah, run after catch, yards okay. after catch, rack, yeah. yak. Okay. Um, Just wondering what kind of – there's two types of people in this world, rat guys and yak guys. Rat you're guys, you're yeah. a rat guy. I'm a rat. I like uh, the Chiefs minus two. Hold on. Before you say that, uh, you said Dolphins minus two, and I was like, okay, who are they playing? You say the Patriots. And I'm Patriots. Like, Man, Dolphins over Patriots. It reminded me of a tweet I saw yesterday from Doug Kazarian, who does a lot of gambling stuff, ESPN. He said, just a reminder, Patriots minus 160 to miss the playoffs. Hmm. Wow. You mean, you you like that? You, I, you you got them out of the playoffs. I mean, if they're the third best team in that division, I think the Jets are creeping up on them a little bit. I mean, the AFC is just so loaded, right? How many teams out of the AFC West make the playoffs? I was going to ask Two, you three? when the you had the Bills and the Colts. I wonder if you could do a bet today. Like, could you do a AFC to beat the nfc and then is there like a line like afc minus two and a half vegas used right. to do that pretty early in the season not only like odds for teams it would be it was during the years of brady so it would like i mean in september you could get afc minus three in the super bowl right and you were just hoping that you would get a good, but if not you might get ben and those good steelers teams as a backup so would you suggest that i mean would you go for that now yeah i mean who's your number one team in the west in the nfc i mean uh nobody in the east Maybe Dallas, the Bucks. The fact that you it takes you that long to figure it out. North like, are the Packers, and they're not too scary. And then out west, Rams, Broncos. Niners. We're in the NFC, Chandler. I'll oh. tell you, you've had a tough time today. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think most people would say maybe your top three teams in football this year are in the AFC. Right? Bills, so. uh, Chiefs. I mean, 
Bills Chiefs Bengals, throw the Raiders in there if you want to. Some people are on board with the Chargers. 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 Uh, Colts, Titans, to make everybody happy there. Let's listen. <laughs> Chad, um, Titans are top 12 AFC team this year. Yeah, argue without even without Devontae Adams, Green Bay, because of that division, might still be the number one team in the NFC. Because it's always but tough to follow up. they are not scary at all. I want to look at uh, Rodgers. Who they got week one? I want to look at his weapons. They are at Minnesota in basically the game for the division. So if they won that game, I mean. You're calling it week one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because. Division championship week one. <laughs> that's the toughest division road game the Green Bay has, right? You got to go to Minnesota. They, I mean, they'll go to Detroit. They'll go to Chicago. They'll win those games. Man, 2015 Packers would be looking good with Rodgers, Randall Cobb, and Sammy Watkins. Uh, you, you give me that eight years ago, I'm fired up. I don't know about this year. Alan Lazard also there. And, of course, Aaron Jones in the backfield. But, man, uh, boy, without Devontae Adams, that receiving core looks pretty pedestrian. It's weak, and you just wonder about— It doesn't really matter because Rodgers makes everybody better anyway. He but, does. So. I mean, is he, you know, I don't know. What's his mental attitude going to be this year going into it? I mean, it, what do he do, sign a two-year extension? So— I, I like him in week one. I mean, it, what time is that game? It's probably an early. It's not one of the primetime games. It's probably right. uh, just wondering for Kirk Cousins' purposes. Oh, yeah. Oh, he started winning primetime games. I know. Uh, He's primetime Kirk now. Um, hang on a second. I'm trying to pull it up. I love silence. Sometimes. No, it's, a, it's great for radio. No, it's, a, it's an afternoon game, 425. Oh, that's going to be... <laughs> Primetime game that night. The Bucks go to Dallas for the Sunday night game. And Monday is is Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, which I kind of like Seattle. Plus, the they're like a five-point dog in that one at home. So You had mentioned Denver this year. Do you like Denver? I do like Denver. And, again, I'm going to look for them taking, taking them anywhere I can in spots. I don't They're usually good. I don't know if this will change, but even last year they were good as a dog, and especially as a home dog. I always kind of took them. I think we talked about that in the contest, but then if they ever tried to lay points, you'd like, you faded them. And yeah, they're trying how to much look, does that matter this year that they have a quarterback? Like, why are you looking at last year? I, I think it's just historical, right? That's what okay. we kind of do from a betting trend standpoint. I don't I like know. them in week one going to Seattle trying to lay five points. When Seattle's still, I mean, I don't know. It, rolling out Drew Locke maybe in week one, but they've still got a decent defense. Offense is just going to be the question. It seems like an ugly kind of low-scoring game there. And they're doing a Monday night doubleheader week two. This week year. two, I looked at that. It's actually really good, and which I didn't really understand why they were doing that because yeah. um, they're not staggered. It is... Oh, yeah, they're going to have one on ABC, one on ESPN. Titans-Bills at 7.15 and nice. then Vikings-Eagles at 8.30. Yeah. Hmm. Week two, not week, week one. Two. Week two. So, uh, interesting there. Uh, we haven't talked about Eagles, but I know you'll be following them all year. So, I do love them. Why? Well, it, with now with Brown there, the best offensive line in the NFL, they address some, some defensive issues in that division. They can't run the ball except with their quarterback. They can run the ball. All right. <laughs> Good discussion. <laughs> uh, so, who do you like to win the NFC East? I'll take the Eagles. Mm. Who do you like, Dallas? Um, I'm going to abstain from picking that division. I do not like the offensive, uh, the wide receivers. I mean, what, Amari Cooper's of Cleveland is still CD. Oh, they're not just, great. They got Lamb, Gallup, and they brought in, we learned yesterday, James Washington yep. from the mm-hmm. Steelers. Yep. Eagles have Smith, A.J. Brown. Um, I don't know. It's, it's uh 
does it depend on Jalen Hurts and how good he really is? Without doubt. I mean, I think a lot of year two for a lot of people, like, is Trevor Lawrence really going to jump up and be better with some guys around him? Jalen's being given a chance with them giving up like a whole bunch of picks for Brown. How is Wilson going to be in New York? I'm not a huge fan of them, but I mean, we'll see how he does. Um, so there's a lot of year two quarterbacks that, or second year starting, I guess. I don't know if they sound the bench for a year with Jalen. Um, that you know, it's kind of a make or break year for him because they really went out and surrounded him with some good pieces on the offensive line and wide receivers. It feels like, and maybe it's just because of who I follow on Twitter and what I read, but it, if it, you know how sometimes there's a guy that's not great, but everybody loves him and gives him the benefit of the doubt. I almost feel like it's the opposite for Hertz, and Eagles fans are looking for a reason to start over with somebody else. Maybe I'm wrong, but I get that feeling. No, I think I think Philly sports fans aren't the most patient and kind. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're really quick to move on with that. And the Brown trade probably just puts more pressure on them, right? Yeah. So now they expect to win. You know, it's a division where I think anybody, right? If Daniel Jones, another quarterback, even though more in second years, starts out don't, okay. Don't, don't say Daniel Jones. Don't. But I'm just saying he's another one that's going to be on that list, right? They, they thought about they talked about where they're going to draft a quarterback over him last you know, this year, so yeah. make or break for him because they went out and got like two or three guys that they're kind of like playmakers that they're putting around him. So I saw a poll, I guess it was from a Washington person, but it was uh, who's the starting quarterback in 2023 for Washington, and the options were uh, somebody we draft, another free agent. Carson Wentz wasn't on the list, and Sam Howell was by himself, and Sam Howell had the most votes so it doesn't tell you doesn't show a lot of confidence for carson wentz in washington while i'm worried about it i could try to fake talk myself into thinking that you know he was really good he's been an mvp candidate that before he got hurt that yeah. one year mm-hmm. uh, but what i really don't like what bothers me is it seems like his teammates don't like him like he's not a rally the troops guy and even if you're bad at quarterback, if you can get your team to fight for you and play for you, you can win a game or two that way. I, it doesn't seem like that kind of guy, and that really concerns me. Yeah, I think that kind of came out with the Colts, and they just cut and, and moved the on as quick as they could. Yeah. And the Eagles. Y'all yeah. had a quarterback like that. Taylor Heineke. <laughs> well, he's still there rallying the I troops. Know. He's just not playing. He's just not anymore. playing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's back up, so when I mean Wentz is known to get injured, he's I think he's been injured every single year he's played. So you got Wentz at second second string, and then Howell's third string. Heineke better as a Not backup so. to come in and yeah. do a little magic. Just don't start him. Just uh, win some games that way. So it's quarterback draft, obviously. C.J. Stroud, you know, where was name from Alabama? Bryce Young, name that won the Heisman Trophy. Um, Why did you say that? Because <laughs> everybody's just Alabama doesn't matter in college. If you listen to people talk about college football anymore, it's all about everything else that's going on. In- what are you being now? A sensitive Alabama fan? No, no, no. Jesus, we'll, we'll be winning money on them as usual. Come everybody come, uh, forgot. What a that, I hate that in sports. Everybody's got a chip on their shoulder somehow, <laughs> some way. Are you telling me Alabama is doing the nobody believes in his card? Why not? In- <laughs> Sort of, yeah, but no. It's like everybody's fighting over USC and UCLA as like the future of college football. And it's like, yeah, I I think things are kind of okay with Ohio State in one and Alabama in another. But I mean, I'm ready to just see what it's like. When does Tank for CJ and Tank for Bryce start? Because I mean, then plus you have the best defensive player who should win the Heisman in Alabama as well, that would probably be the third person there. But who is going to tank for those? Because some of the bad teams 
already have their quarterback. They're just kind of trying to develop him as they move along. Who, that's, I guess, the starting point. Who is the worst team in the NFL this year? Texans? Texans. Texans. Bears. Who both? I mean, I think they. I think Texans like Davis, and then the Bears drafted Fields a couple Texans years ago. Texans can't like Mills that much. They do, not that much. We'll see, like what he does this year. Um, but then, I mean, I don't know who's got draft picks and can Washington trade up and get. I mean, I, I, the Ohio State kid, I think it's the. I mean, he's the stud of the the draft, but. I love him. What are you doing for me lately? That Rose Bowl, I had all of his uh, individual That in-running was overs. just a thing of beauty. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, the best, we talked about it before. I can't wait to see him. It's the best. Alabama will be fine. We'll be fine. And some of the other offenses will be fine, too. But Ohio State is just going to run through that Big Ten. It's They're all about what they do machine. in the turn in the playoffs. Like, who they match up with. Well, I had that discussion with somebody today. It's like... They were like, what about college football? I mean, it's three good teams and everybody else. We were trying to guess who the – it's one of those other years. Like, you don't need eight teams. You don't need six teams. I, I was like – I threw out Baylor maybe as the fourth team this year because it's going to be somebody else that doesn't like Cincinnati last year. It probably shouldn't be there. But so Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and then whoever they throw in is a fourth team, right? Yeah, and you mentioned the tank for Stroud, tank for Bryce Young. Uh, I feel like – I remember the tank for two a year. I remember it well because the Dolphins played Washington in a tank-off, and it, they went for a two-point conversion to win the game. The Dolphins did at the end of the game, and it was like this dumbest play they've ever drawn up ever. And Fred Smoot on the radio after the game for Washington said, they didn't go for two, they went for Tua. Uh, but my point being that by the end of that year in that draft, the number one pick was Burrow, right? Yeah. Was that that draft? It was Burrow. Tua and then Herbert got picked right after Tua. So I mean, and Dolphins it doesn't are... seem likely on this day at this hour, but there's a chance that these quarterbacks we're talking about tanking for are not the first one picked next year. Sure, it's happened before. Yeah, it's unlikely to think about, but you know, Devin Leary. I don't know who else it could be, but it seems like like it was with Burrow, somebody that's going to transfer in, which happens all the time now. That they're not sure how they're going to react, and they just fit perfect they're surrounded by a bunch of guys obviously that i mean the receivers and everything else there spencer rattler has the numbers are just great (laughs) i'm back on spencer i i'm i'm on the gamecocks bandwagon this year because they got the run we talked about that they get the leading rusher from wake forest and that kind of worked out okay for michigan state last year too so maybe there's something you should look at folks who is that high profile transfer quarterback that could uh is there another guy that i mean rattler came to mind for me but I don't know. All well, right. Dylan Gabriel going from UCF uh, to Oklahoma, and then what's his name? That JT went from Daniels Oklahoma, went to West Virginia. West Virginia. And then we talked about, I love Daigie, who was West Virginia, going to Western Kentucky and running the Zappy offense So because he ran that at Bowling Green. He's going to put up great numbers, maybe not as, as good right. as Bailey did, but uh, you know he may end up finding himself in getting drafted. All right. Wager, uh, good stuff, man. That was fun. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Anytime you are in the area, please let us know, and uh, we'll just chatter. I think I've seen that hat before, but what hat is that? It's the llamas. It's the Copa. Party llamas? (laughs) It's having a party. (laughs) Fiesta. Ah. It's the Copa hat for the uh, Hickory, who is normally the Hickory Crawdads. Ah, who already have a cool hat. That was one of my first uh, minor league hats as a kid. The Crawdads. H with the crawdad on the side. Crawdad, yeah. Well, now, I think, do you have a couch potato cap? There are other alternate identities? I do not. Yeah? Uh, there's only so much money in the bank account. <laughs>
Um, but wager enjoyed it. Let me know uh, when you can get back. Okay, thank you. Talk more football with you. Yep. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, will join us in the Pirate Radio studios when we return on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. After this, Julio Rodriguez will be in the home run derby. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you. Shirley Rhodes there. Shirley, uh, I'm going to ask you a personal question, but you posted it on social media, so it's not that personal. Oh, geez. I keep forgetting that when I post things from my Twitter account, it shows up on other people's Twitter accounts. It says, uh, it's something about writing fan fiction. Yeah, and you, and I used to a long says, time ago. I don't write fanfic anymore, but wait. So you wrote, so what did you write? There was a time in your life that you wrote fanfiction? Yes, for, I did. For what? <laughs> like for what show or what? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was thinking that. I, that was in my, my brain. You remember, that was my, my... Is that a generational thing? What? I feel like nobody fanfiction? Around, yeah, I feel like nobody... No, it's still... No, good. it's a it's a huge thing. Uh, well, I'd, I'd say it's a huge thing. In the circles that I run in, it's a huge thing. I guess when I played my wrestling video game, like the um, the universe mode kind of mm-hmm. lacks, so you have to make your own storylines and stuff. That's yeah, that's like basically kind of like what fan fiction is. Yeah. And next week, we'll, uh, we'll be playing some fan fiction Wednesday on the show. And the Patrick, survivor mode? You're going to be a part of this. Are you in? I'm in. Well, he doesn't have. Well, he does, I didn't ask him. I don't have in. a choice. Right? Doesn't he's matter. In. Are you in? He's in. He's going to be in the game. Whether you like it or not, you're in. Uh, do you? Uh, you plan on being here next Wednesday at 4:30? Yeah. All right. So it's the worst sports day of the year. It's the day after the All Star game. There's no baseball games. Nothing going on. So we started this a few years ago when I used to do another show here for two hours. Uh, we're going to play Survivor, and it is a you know the TV show Survivor. Mm-hmm. You familiar? uh there is a website and you put in the names uh you put in the tribes all that and it simulates an entire game of survivor including people finding idols people getting in arguments people being voted off all that so we're gonna have three captains and at three o'clock they're gonna draft the teams and then we're gonna run the simulator throughout the whole show and uh you are gonna be one of the people eligible in the draft pool to be picked and i just hope when you join us at 4 30 that you're still in the game at that point <laughs> so because what we do it, it it tells us like patrick and cj got in an argument at camp and what we have to do is give the reasons why what was that argument about um who ended okay. up on the right side okay so, so you can kind of like mad lib it a little bit correct exactly it tells us what happens it's our job to fill in the blanks as to why why did uh you team up with Chandler to vote out Shirley. Those kinds of things. Okay. So uh, you're going to be on the island next Wednesday. So I love it. I wish you luck. <laughs> uh, that'll be our version of fan fiction here on uh, Pirate Radio Live. All right. Uh, first question for you. We were talking earlier today 
about Robinson Cano joining the Braves, and he, part of the reason he's there is because Ozzy Albies is out with injury. And as I was saying Ozzy, I noticed Ozzy was trending on Twitter. And I was like, maybe there's an update on Ozzy's uh, injury. Maybe Ozzy Osbourne bit a bat. <laughs> Who are the other Ozzy. Ozzy Smith did a cool flip in public that people saw. But no, it was about Ozzy Guillen and Tony LaRussa. Now, what is – I don't know anything about this. I clicked on the name, saw he might have said something, but – Two White Sox manager legends. What are the White – what's the White Sox drama going on right now? So, so Ozzy Guillen is part of the post-game show of NBC Sports Chicago. Which is awesome because he speaks his mind like no other. The right. only downside is sometimes it's difficult to understand what he's saying. Right. Yeah, his English is definitely a little broken, but, you know, he's got some strong thoughts for sure. Yeah. Um, so what happened today was, I guess it's been happening for the you know past couple couple weeks, the White Sox just wildly underperforming, Tony DeRusa making some ridiculous decisions, and he's not afraid to talk about it in post-game. Um, and I guess today, you know, he was talking about they, they played a two-hour game yesterday, right? And just uh, whatever, the Indians pitcher, you know, throws a complete game, just total, like, lack of concentration. So he's going off on the manager saying, you know, got to fire these guys up. And I guess John Heyman, you know, the national baseball writer, John oh, yeah, Heyman. Yeah. Yep. So he was chiming in or going after Ozzy saying, you're only saying these things because you want LaRusse's job. And Ozzy's like, hey, man, I'm just calling it like it is. You know, I'm not angling for a job here, you know, whether he is or not. But he's just saying my job as an analyst and I'm going to say what I want to say. And so they were just going back and forth on Twitter and it got pretty heated. Okay. Um, interesting today that the Blue Jays, who are four games over 500, fired their manager because they're not living up to standards. And that's probably only going to add to White Sox fans' frustrations that LaRusso still <laughs> has a job, right? Absolutely. It's definitely even mine as well. Because if you look at the standings, the Blue Jays are in the playoffs right now. Right. I mean, they got a wild card, card spot. So, which is just wild. I mean, you look at the Phillies. They they fired Joe Girardi, and you know they're on a tear. Joe um, Madden, yeah, Madden too. Um, and yeah, I mean, these are all teams with, um, you know, what's it? Expectations, and the White Sox are just here sitting on their hands. And really, it's just you know the owner. It's really all up to him. I mean, no matter what the anyone else in the front office wants to do, it's just on Jerry Reinsdorf, and it's very frustrating. Despite the subpar season, five and a half games back of the Twins, still have a lot of time to catch them. But yeah. something's got to happen, I guess. Yeah, the trash heap uh, division definitely helps. I was listening to a show. I think it was Pick Central on Barstool, and they were talking about a White Sox player being a giant bust. Was that? Moncada or who who are they talking about? It's certainly possible. Yeah, I think it was him. Yeah, he's he's just I mean he's batting like you know 140 or something. I mean he's just he's really struggling, and I mean he's been up for four or five years now. He's got to figure it out. He is 186, four dingers, 21 RBIs in 43 games, and he had 25 plus homers in I think 2019. I mean he was you know a guy who was destined for stardom. At one point when the Sox traded for him, it was like him or Rafael Devers. You know, in that farm system, and it's just kind of <laughs> the White Sox got you know one, and the Red Sox obviously have Devers who's tearing it up. Yeah, so that's uh, there's your White Sox update from Patrick Mason that we haven't talked to in a while. Uh, Patrick, what do you think about the uh, Albert Pujols Miguel Cabrera playing in the All Star game? Uh, I, I kind of like it. I mean, I, it doesn't really upset me at all. I mean, I obviously like they're not good, but you know, I guess the All Star game. Who cares about winning, right? You just doesn't matter. Legends, right? That's what it's all. That's about. happened in basketball, though, right? In the NBA, haven't they had like Dirk? Didn't they have Dirk in the All Star game in his final year? Oh yeah, there? in Charlotte, mm-hmm. I believe. And I remember when Jordan 
and they kept giving him the ball late in the game and he kept missing shots <laughs> and then he finally like hit one to either extend the lead take the lead or something and everybody went crazy but it was i guess yeah it was his wizards days and he just kept putting up fadeaways and bricking them in the fourth quarter then <laughs> yeah. he hit one and and we had that magical moment or whatever so no i think it's cool i like that they they do these kinds of things while these guys are still around like, Yeah, because if you're watching the game all you want to see is these guys right i mean you want to see Pujols one more time you want to see cabrera i mean what, and what's, what's the harm <laughs> a rookie pitcher face miguel cabrera like a national league guy that's not going to face them or anything yeah. yeah and maybe they're mic'd up and that'd be kind of fun you know and make, did i hear you say that Pujols was going to be in the home run derby yeah i believe so that's going to be interesting <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's cool but I, I don't know does he have power to hit it out now uh, hit one the other day but it barely it's like scraped the top of the wall yeah julio rodriguez just put on twitter he will be playing in the uh participating in the home run derby uh let's see pete alonzo ronald acuna jr who needs to hit some in real life yeah uh, pools soto hmm. okay i'll tell you what brave swept the nats but soto is still a giant pest really good player yeah yep. he's probably one of the best in the game surrounded by nobodies schwarbs kyle schwarber uh and julio rodriguez and there are still two spots left so there you go who else would we want to see you think like who's missing off that list like otani again like, yeah i'm trying to think is there anyone else we're like man i just want to see him crank some bombs. has trout been in a derby mm. no i don't think so I remember he won some car like early on in his career as like the uh, MVP. MVP, and I'm like, does this dude really need another pickup truck? <laughs> uh, let's see, Aaron Judge. Yeah, that'd be fun to see. His name's missing. Gian Car- Carlos Stanton. He hits bombs. Uh, Austin Riley uh, is not an All Star, by the way. Hmm. Fourth in home runs, hitting 284, 58 RBIs should be there. The th- I, I, I'm sorry to use those. Uh, <laughs> those dinosaur stats with Patrick Mason here, but those are the stats I know. You know, the I was thinking about, you know, everyone wants to get all riled up about all-star snubs, but by the time the game comes around, every one of those dudes is in it anyway because guys are going to drop right. out. Like, if you're a pitcher, you know, you started the day before. The I mean, worst oh. is the Pro Bowl. Oh, like, you oh get the awful quarterbacks. Like, Jared Goff has been in a Pro Bowl. <laughs> I think Trubisky's Trubisky, been in one. Yep. Vlad Jr. Yeah. Would be cool to see, I, which he's done it before. Yeah. He's been, done it in the past, but... Or how about, like... Great swing on that kid. How about... <laughs> Scouting report. I'm just going to go, like, old school now, but, like, Omar Vizquel, like, guys that couldn't hit home runs. Mm-hmm. Put them in the derby. Yeah. That might be interesting. I'd be cool with that. Like, Ichiro, I know he always said he could hit homers. You know, he was just a little... Put up a temporary fence like they did the celebrity, all, uh, <laughs> celebrity softball game. Like, find, put up like, the <laughs> net fence. Yeah, like that. Find the guys with the fewest homers. And put them in. would be fun. Because they could all hit it out, I'm sure. Yeah, Ozzie Smith cranking 40 dingers at the home run <laughs> derby. That would be awesome. Oh, man. All right. Uh, sure, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Patrick Mason here as uh, we wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Corey Glore going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios in Hour number 3, play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave. We'll talk to him. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation. The Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast. The tickets are going to go on sale tomorrow morning. At 10 a.m. for only $10, 100% of the ticket sales will be donated for local charities. Uh, join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st at the State Theater in downtown Greenville featuring 80s music by The Breakfast Club, plus many more special surprises. Go to PR927FM.com tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. to get your tickets before they sell out. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, tickets. 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 10 a.m. Thursday. Go get them. PR927FM.com. Pirate Radio football kickoff party. September 1st. This will be Patrick Mason's first opportunity Opportunity. to uh, attend the party. So I hope to see you there, Patrick. Oh, yeah. And Patrick's going to be there. And he's going to be dancing his freaking tail off. It's going to be at the... State Theater, right down the road here from us, and the Breakfast Club 80s band will be playing. So. Are you going to get new jeans for the party? <laughs> I might. If I have to dance my tail off, I might have to. <laughs> it dance was, your pants off. We hadn't seen you in a couple weeks. It's been hot. Of course, we've been getting a lot of rain lately to cool it down some, but um, did you? Uh, did your legs ever see the light of day? They did, yeah. I let them out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let them, lo- let them yeah. loose. I showed them around the, the block a little bit. <laughs> okay. Let the boys, let the yeah. boys out. Oh, this is what breathe. Rocky Mountain looks like right <laughs> yeah they, they were they were good so i let them out a little while all right good deal good to hear yep. all right um let's see we talked uh i don't know any people love conference realignment talk yeah do you have any new takes My heard does. hey how about as an iowa guy how do you feel about welcoming in your neighbors to the west i don't know i actually kind of like it so i feel like everyone right like right when they heard it they're like you know what is usc gonna do play rutgers at 11 and it's like yeah, but, you know, they're also going to get these other good matchups, you know? Like, it kind of goes both ways. And, like, really, it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it's bound to happen, right? I mean, it doesn't really bother me, honestly. I was trying to think, so, if you aren't grandfathered into the SEC or to the Big Ten, and, like, if you started from scratch and you said we're going to have these super conferences, what would a draft look like? And Ohio State and Michigan would be a part of that draft and would be in there. For sure. But would Illinois, would Indiana, would Iowa, would Michigan State? Yeah, like, that's a good like, I don't know. Northwestern, you know, stuff Northwestern, like that. no. Right. Um, Nebraska, do they have, like, maybe Penn State? Honestly, I feel like Nebraska probably would. Even I'd even lump Iowa in just because that's, like, their pro sports. You know what I mean? There's no other, like... There's no other really sporting team you can follow out there. True. You just got to piggyback on a, a pro sport. God, so no. to them, it's huge. And, like, you know, they're going to watch every game. Are but, you old enough to know that Nebraska was really good at one point? Yeah. Okay. And, and they still think Chandler, are, you but, aren't. Like, when at trivia, uh, which tonight, uh, 8 o'clock, sports trivia at AJ's, there's been times where you talk about past, like, Heisman Trophy winners. When I bring the, up Tommy Frazier and Eric Kraut. Yes. And you're like, I don't and know. And I'm like, Nebraska? <laughs> I mean, they were the deal with Tom Osborne in the uh, early, mid-90s. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they still think they're that same right. team, You know, They do. Uh, and they are not. No. <laughs> so, uh, maybe Wisconsin. I don't know. Just a thought I had. Like, in the SEC, is Mississippi State or Ole Miss, are they that attractive? I mean, sure lsu auburn bama you've got those but i don't know i don't know how many of these schools would be left out if they weren't grandfathered into 
the new world. And I was wondering too. So say you're you're Illinois. You're you know you're not good at really any sport like national title hopes wise, but you're probably better off still in like the Big Ten, right? And just being like the bottom feeder. Absolutely. Like yeah, no matter what, right? It's still beneficial. You want a seat at the table, even if it's right. over in the kiddies table. Yep. You're still there, and you can. It's one of the dumbest like prideful things that people have conference pride like big 10 won again mm-hmm. well guess what northwestern it was ohio state <laughs> and not you for yeah. the 100th year and now all these conferences are just adding more getting more watered down like does the conference does the name itself even matter like big 10 how many teams are in there now 16 right you know it's like uh it, it's it's definitely weird it's, and I, I mean what's like the answer to this can you have like relegation or something can you have like different that would be awesome know, different tiers but it would never happen because you go into these long-term tv deals and you're guaranteed to have these certain schools so i don't know if you could put a relegation clause into that and i don't know maybe if, if you're, you're in that bottom tier right like you're that's almost a whole nother conference so it's true like, we just break off and make you know a good conference it's, it would be so exciting though if you if you were having to either stay up at your the big 10 like if illinois and indiana played in a game nobody usually cares about in late december mm-hmm. but they're playing to stay in the big 10 yeah. loser drops to the uh the mountain west or the mac or whatever and then you've got boise state taking on san diego state winner moves up mm-hmm. like how awesome would that be is that something that american sports just kind of missed the boat on like can you go backward i don't want to say backward but can you move to relegation after you've just didn't have it you know what i mean like right. is, is anyone really going to be for it i mean all the fans probably would be like you said it'd make late game or late season random matchups interesting but a team would be like no like i don't want to do that oh sure like the ad's like right. no big 10 right. ad is going to agree to this exactly and they shouldn't. It's all about, you know, you got to be selfish. You got to look out for yourself. It's mm-hmm. not about what's best. It's about what's best for you. So there's your uh, your lesson in life today, folks. All right, uh, Patrick, anything else going on? No, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely that part of the year. You know, we talked about next week. That's where it's, it gets really scary, where there's nothing on TV. And That's why we're playing Survivor next yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> what, uh, if you could watch one movie the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, I would probably have to pick you, me, and Dupree. Have you guys ever seen that movie? <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm just like, okay, I'm like a kind of a shameless Owen Wilson fan. Okay. I think he just delivers lines hilariously. Yeah, but like you could have gone Wedding Crashers, right? Yeah, I could have, but I don't know. I, <laughs> you, me, and Dupree. It, it's just kind of off the wall a little bit, but that movie cracks me up. A 2006 so film. He said what he said, Cliff. I, yeah, yeah, I said I'm not going to shame him for it. <laughs> you just did. I kind of did. Well, I'm going to be watching it, so you, you, know, you don't got to come watch it. There was a time period after a... Um, breakup that i tagged along a lot with my buddy taylor and his girlfriend leslie and (laughs) she would call me uh you me and dupree she called you dupree yeah you had the little she she would say the whole movie not even (laughs) dupree hey you me and dupree are you hanging out tonight yeah i guess uh uh we are talking uh offensive uh, line and tight ends uh, tomorrow with steve and i go from hoisty colors i was well known for both of those position groups who is your favorite offensive lineman for Iowa? Who is your favorite <laughs> tight end from Iowa? Oh, now, man. go. Favorite tight end? Oh, man. You know, especially offensive lineman, that's wow. such a random <laughs> random position group. I I don't even know. Brian Bulaga. Is he from there? He is. He All played right. for the Packers, though. Yeah. Oh, true. I liked him. Oh, wow. Washington Redskins had uh, 
an Iowa tight end that you've probably never heard of. Do you remember Zeron Flemister? I do not. <laughs> he was an Iowa tight end. Does Dallas Clark ring a bell? Yeah, way back when. Um, so who are the new? Who is the new class? Is it Hawkins? Was, was Kittle? Yeah, yeah, he was in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I man, I, I, probably him. We just play for the Niners still. Hawkinson? Is that did what you were going to say? TJ Hawkinson? Iowa? He did. Right. Yeah, he went there. Noah Fant and TJ Hawk. They were in the same Jeez. draft. Class. Noah Fant? Yeah. So who's your favorite? Maybe Kittle. All right. I'm going to go with Zeron Flemister. Go on and look <laughs> up his highlights. I got to spell that first. Zeron Flemister. Great name. Because Chris Berman, he didn't do much. Let me look Whoop. at his career NFL numbers. Um, when he would rare catch a rare touchdown. I'm going to say he had less than 10 in his career. Yeah, that's Let's probably see. safe. Zeron Flemister from Chicago, went to Iowa. What year? Does it say like when he, year he played? Uh, he played uh, in the Redskins in the late nineties, early two thousand, two thousand to two thousand three with Washington. So he was late nineties. That's kind of a position Iowa. that was forgotten in the passing game back then too. Um, I, I don't know. Flemister caught touchdowns, two, four, four career touchdowns. Okay, but on NFL primetime, Berman would go. Zaron Flemister for the phlegm in the uh, wow the throttle there. So I do remember that. Patrick, we'll wrap it up there. Sounds great. See you next week. (laughs) Good luck on Survivor. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back. Corey Glore is here. Repping the green wave. Not just on the show, but here, here. Disgusting. seat. Feet on wood. We will talk to Corey Glore. We'll talk Tulane, what he's been up to, a little bit of everything when we return Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alright, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday, and the studio is packed. As we welcome on, we have not talked to this guy in a long time. He used to join me on the sports bar down on the farm talking Braves Farm for the first time in a long time. Sam Taylor's back. Hey, Sam. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It is great. It's been a while. I mean, the fans have been calling for it, and we're finally getting you back here. How you been doing, man? Living the dream. It's yeah. another day to end some why, so we're here. Let's go. Is that one of your new phrases? It is. <laughs> another day that ends in why. It's another day that ends in why. The real man of the hour is here. He is Trader, the Benedict Arnold of ECU announcing. He is Corey Glore, play-by-play voice of the Tulane Green Wave. Hello, Corey. Hey. Oh, oh no! Come on. Oh, no! Oh. I do. 
We did all that recording this morning for nothing. I would. Could you please humor us? Because we have a uh, Stephen Igo song now that to the tune of the um, Snow White and the Seven uh, Dwarfs. I hold. Off to work we go. Yeah. Yeah. I go. I go. Oh, yeah. And we add a new line every week. Um, and we're going to just do this until we all die. So right now it's up to about two and a half minutes, the intro song. Okay. Um, for this week, we actually got an idea from Steve who chimed in and said, you should get Corey giving his patented hello, and we'll put that in the song. So it'll say, I go, I go, and then you just saying hello. Hello. Well, could you do that for us? Could you, you know, dance for us? Could you do us a dance? I am dance? not your monkey. <laughs> <laughs> could we get one, though? Hello. I mean, that's it. That's it. Maybe uh, cut it up. You are so underwhelmed by that that maybe maybe another one will be happening before I leave this chair tonight. All right, fair. Hey, by the way, voice sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, I've done nothing to it. And I do want to ask you this: What size shoe do you wear? I wear a thirteen. That's a big foot you got over there. Well, two of them, I should say. Two big. Yes, both are thirteens. Two thirteens. All right, fair enough. Any questions for Court? Mm, this no. has been great boys thanks <laughs> great to see you hadn't, yeah. hadn't seen him in a while i figured you want to catch up with him right um how's life it's doing good and How, what, how's new Orleans? and what i like to call the big easy uh new orleans is treating me well it is uh, getting just flooded with rain currently i got out at a good time apparently but it's been good it's been, it's been real good was it a culture shock for you when you first got down there I wouldn't say a little bit. Uh, There is uh, the the Cajun dialect takes some getting used to hearing and understanding, but I think I have a good grasp of it now. The I I thought it was humid here, and then I lived down there. Mm -hmm. It's suffocating in June, July, August, September, October, November. Most of the year, a lot of months that end in R. A, a, a lot of, a lot. yeah, a lot of like multi-shower days for your boy here. How is the food? Unbelievable, Chandler. I have gained twenty pounds since. That's I've not done. true. That's not true. Oh, it is true. Trust me, I weighed myself before I left for vacation. <laughs> uh, or you go to gain more weight on vacation. Yes. Where oh, is I'm going to come back. Well, this is. I, I am currently in the midst of it. This is why I'm here. Uh, I, I, You're not I, here just for this segment. Uh, this is his I vacation. Did, I centered my vacation around this. We're doing a new policy here. We got a lot of money coming in, so we're flying in. Uh, no, you work in sports radio. You don't have a lot of money coming in. <laughs> that is true. Uh, we're flying in opposing teams. Yeah, you chartered me voices. in yeah, for this appearance. Um, have you been caught up in the voodoo and a lot of voodoo down there in New Orleans? Is that overtaking your life? It has. Uh, I have many just sharp twinges of pain in my back and my uh, my shoulders that I'm pinning on voodoo and not my deteriorating body. All right. Have you participated answer. in the fun that is Mardi Gras? I did. Yeah. That, that was such a the that was such an Gras. old man question. That was that's like my grandfather. Did you show me. your? So did you do the? Did you do did the you Mardi gain Gras? Some bees. The Mardi Gras. I saw on the internet. So on, what's this Mardi Gras on the Facebook that the Mardi Gras was a big thing? Um. So yeah, you uh, feeling like you're fitting in down there? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've gained some weight, and I was told right when I went down there by our athletic director, it's like, you're going to gain 15 pounds. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. The and freshman he, 15. And he was correct. There you go. Um, no, it's it's been great. They they the, the school has welcomed me in. They seem to like what I do. I like working with them, and the city seems to have taken to me by, you know, not acknowledging me, and that's okay with me. <laughs> Did you tell Ron Hunter I appreciated his follow on Twitter? I have not yet Damn. because the, the tricky thing with Ron Hunter, uh, and, and I love Ron, when he doesn't really need to be in the Tulane Athletics buildings, he's hard to find. And so he's probably golfing regularly. I was honored. I don't know why. He's probably yeah, he followed, followed me since then, but we'll see. Uh, Jenny has a question via Facebook Live. Are you playing trivia later at AJ Murphy's? It is a possibility. I would wager a distinct possibility I will be making an appearance at Trivia tonight. In NFL injury terms, are you probable, questionable, doubtful, out? It is probable I will be at A.J. McMurphy's tonight. That's up there. Wow. That's up there. I like the chances. Big news, big news. Uh, You want to talk about who you're staying with while you're here? Uh, Sure. It's the guy that was in the news a couple weeks. Staying with (laughs) He was in the news? (laughs) What did he do? You don't want to know. Uh, I'm staying no, at I'm staying at the Pitt County Detention Center. <laughs> Free lodging, meals. Oh, it's been great. That is a pretty good idea. If you go on vacation and don't have somewhere to stay, just get arrested. Get arrested. Just yeah. go get arrested. Like just a go. minor offense that'll like keep you in there. Like public urination, a couple nights. I'm I'm leaving town Friday, and so just you know three nights in in jail. Get a free bed, get some meals. Like we're hey, you about, can't do that. I'm doing this on purpose. Some outdoor time. Yeah, we're doing. We're, I'm talking about going to the beach for the day with uh, my wife and daughter. Oh, no, go to jail. And we just go down there <laughs> and be like, "Can we stay another day?" I'm like, "Sure, go steal that uh, Snickers bar and yeah. let's spend the night." Go take go take that candy from that baby. <laughs> Not a bad idea. No, I'm uh, staying with Malcolm Gray. Oh yeah, did we even say that, Malcolm Gray? Uh, congratulations to our buddy Malcolm Gray uh, who is now in charge of the media relations at East Carolina. I thought you were going to say in jail. <laughs> he has he, remained He could be jail. in jail. I haven't heard from him much today. Do you have a criminal record? Not that I'm aware of. I've moved a lot of cities though, so I know. Have I changed names? Is Corey Glore a stage name? <laughs> that funny you bring that up because a lot of announcers, people in the biz do change their name. I, I think the last time I was in this studio you changed your name? No, I did, yes. My <laughs> name was Mark Watson. But uh, I discussed my father as a broadcaster, and he still is back home in Rockford, Illinois, and he has a television name. Yeah. Yeah, he goes by Andy Gannon. He changed his last name. They asked him to when he got the job back right. in the 80s. That was like a, that was maybe a, more that was popular yeah. then than it is now. Yeah, yeah. No. A lot of people are changing back to their, like, Mark <laughs> Watlington right right here in town ken watlington ken watlington who's mark watlington that's me uh sam if you could change your name what would it be i know you've thought about this a lot you know like that keegan and peel skit where yeah. they do the uh the football players the football players oh um, yeah what was it like wax and flax and jackson or something yeah. like that i think that really suits me it is a it wax and flax and jackson <laughs> espn it fits more you i would say than sam Tell or me. the byu guy just like dan Watt. john smith john or whatever smith. he was yeah all right, Corey, I uh, want to talk some Tulane football with you. Uh, I'm technically part of the se- the preview series, right? Yeah, This yeah. is my appearance for the summer and previewing in East Carolina. Apart. Yes, we're not going to call you and bother you anymore this summer. Is that what you want to hear? This is your one appearance. 
Thank God. <laughs> but but you did call me and wish me a happy birthday. birthday. That was That's greatly right. appreciated. That was a great moment. Dude. Yeah. And you know what made that moment great? It takes two to tango. You answered the phone. Yeah. If you didn't answer, none of that happens. No magic. No you are so lucky. I didn't have some crass response when I answered the phone because <laughs> I would I would expect Shirley on the other line, and I, I went with the patented hello. Hello. Yeah. And I was ready to go like. Who are you loud on the, the air? Don't say it. This? No, don't say that. What the yeah. bleep is going no. on here, yeah. Shirley? Um, Did I miss a scheduled an interview? <laughs> that is the risk of calling someone live on the air. Yeah, it so. does happen. I mean, and the, a couple weeks ago, we celebrated Shirley, the Shirley Day. Yes. And you had a I message reached out to Clint, yeah. And we we read it in your voice <laughs> together. Right. I, I did hear about that. It was good. I've had nightmares ever since. <laughs> Shirley said the key to a good Corey Glore impression for us is to do it simultaneously. And we somehow my base plus his base almost matches your base. Oh yeah, that's that's probably correct. Yeah, yeah my base is scary low. It is. So you kind of need the surround sound element to get to my depth. My wife and I recorded a, a true crime podcast last week when we were off, and it's available now if you'd like to download it. If you're into true crime, it tells the uh, the case of uh, Karen Pendell and her her murder. And what happened, and we talk about it. But we need, you know, Keith Morrison, Dateline, NBC. Yeah. We need a voice like that, maybe, to introduce the show. Could you do that for us? Well, yeah. I charge $100 Fair. an hour. I, don't, I only need you a few minutes. Oh, I charge $100 a line. <laughs> How do you do run on sentences? <laughs> Would that count as one? If we. You write me the script, I'll, <laughs> I'll say whatever you need. But you have a. But I'm asking for money now. Keith Morrison ish uh, voice where you. Dateline NBC. Yeah, yeah, you could do stuff like that. You ever thought of doing that? That'd be cool. Can you say uh, crime time right quick? <laughs> just, just we'll trick him into it. Crime time. <laughs> Could you read it? Cut it. Cut it. Cut I'm it. just your dancing monkey. <laughs> you are. This is all you wanted Wait, me here that for. Is, that is the second thing we've asked you to do. Can you, yeah. Do you have to juggle? I, I can juggle for a couple seconds and I get a little wonky. Imagine him juggling saying hello over and over again. That would be the coolest hello. thing we've ever seen. Hello. Hello. All right. Let's, you know what's uh, great is the miming of juggling works real well on radio. <laughs> that is true. That's just for us, not for them. Uh, for them, we have a two-lane football preview because I know a lot of people are driving their cars right now thinking, God, I wonder what the two-lane green wave are going to be like on the football field this year. Guess what? We've got your answers coming up. And by we, I mean Corey Glore. So we'll do that when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Also have a giveaway for you this hour as well. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. 
First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you here at Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. We are honored to have Corey Glore joining us in studio, former ECU play-by-play voice. Uh, Shirley, I got a tweet from Redbeard. It said, five-second game with Corey could be fun. It could. Could we uh, maybe I don't squeeze like that in? fun. Really? Yeah, I guess you are a no fun guy. No, I'm a cranky old man. <laughs> you are. You're uh how old of a gentleman are you these days? Well, you called me on my birthday, so you should know. Oh, I'm thirty five years old. Really? Yeah. Thirty five? So I've been told. I've been told I was born in nineteen eighty seven. I can't say I remember it. Okay, fair enough. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh I say we do a five second game, but we got to do let's do after the preview. Correct. Let's just let's give people a legitimate football preview, and then we'll break out the uh, the five second. Game. Let's have a spat about my, Michael Pratt. A spat about Pratt? You've been loading that up for a while, haven't you? For the you've past been, three seconds. You've been oh wow, oh. that is sharp. All right, let's have a spat, Pratt. Or the third Pratt year quarterback spat. of Tulane football. Yeah, the who? Third year quarterback. Oh, of third Tulane year. Football. I thought you were this saying is, like, this is his third year. Third wow. year. Yes, very injury riddled last year. Um. Is he the starter, number one? He's the starter. Okay. Um, I feel like, and maybe this is not fair, Corey, and maybe it's because he came on the scene first year, we were excited about him. Did he take a step backwards his sophomore year? Well, he definitely did. I remember talking to him after one of the the losses, and 2-10 and was our season last year, and it was late in the year, and so I asked him just what this season has taught him as a – second year quarterback in fbs football and he hasn't he hasn't played football long he didn't start until freshman year high school and he said it was wildly humbling like he and now and he's got the right head on his shoulders to i think absorb that and absorb the lessons there is a a completely new offensive coaching staff now in new orleans everyone's changed out and so one this will be his third offensive coordinator but two at Tulane at Tulane oh, wow. yeah, he's in his third year he's at three different ones Will Hall's now the head coach at Southern Miss and then Chip Long went over to Georgia Tech and now Jim Swoboda is the offensive coordinator comes over from D2 and the mood around him and frankly all the offensive guys I've talked to during spring ball even some that I've caught up with here this summer has been incredibly positive and it was not feeling that way a lot of last year. And so the, the messages are a lot more relatable. Guys are respecting their coaches, and coaches are respecting their, their position groups a lot more. There's a lot better feel around the offense. Now they got to go out and produce, and it's frankly going to be based a lot more on the running game than the passing game most likely this year. I didn't realize 2-10, and 10, so I looked at the record, and then I was reminded of your season opener last year mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. If I'd have called you that evening and said, Corey, after that five-point loss to Oklahoma that was a thriller, what's the two-lane record going to be this year? You would not have said 2-10. and 10. I would have definitely put at least eight wins on the schedule. <laughs> right. and so, so, like, what was the main malfunction for Tulane? I mean, that that the caveat to that first game was that it was supposed to be a home game, but Hurricane Ida moved it, and then the entire team was living in Birmingham for a month, and you know, I where kept, were you living? I was in Birmingham too. I was, yeah. uh, everyone in Tulane Athletics was living in a hotel, like, and and so I was there for about three and a half weeks. And you know, I kept just off the record would ask Willie, like, all right, so what did that first month do? As the losses kept piling up, injuries kept mounting as the year went on, 
And it wasn't until after the fact when he and I sat down before the spring game this year to just chat and do an interview where I think it hit him just how taxing that first month of the season was when you not only had Oklahoma and you had to play that game on the road, but two weeks later had Ole Miss and they turn out to be a New Year's Six team. And so it was a realization that that first month of the year wiped a lot of those guys out and then as the year went along it it, the offensive strategy was not clicking with the personnel the line couldn't block for their quarterback and that's why Pratt had pretty much every malady you could think of and then it led to kind of a a sliding season it was a a one pretty much an avalanche where just nothing seemed to go right all right let's talk uh, offensive weapons are the watts boys still there deuce and fat are still there deuce and fat Mm -hmm. greatest names in college football going right now uh still there how about the other weapons for pratt this year who are you looking at well the two tight ends are back and frankly those were his two more trusted weapons last year tyreek james and will wallace and they return uh, they they took such nice steps up last year, and frankly, a lot of it was because the wide receiver core had a lot of trouble getting open, and so he would always fi- be able to find his tight ends. But they came in as blocking tight ends, and they they became really talented receivers. Shea Wyatt, who was a Division two transfer last year, he became the most reliable receiver, and now the new offensive coordinator was his head coach as previous stop, and so there there's an easy you know fit in there with those two. It's going to be the running game, though, Clip, where Tajay Spears, he got fully healthy about midway through the year. He blew out his ACL early in 2021, or 2020, I should say. Uh, And then last year wasn't healthy until about the bye week. And when he's on the field, he's a a radical difference maker. Almost seven yards a carry last year. Yeah, and his last game against Memphis, he he set the third most yards in a game in Tulane history. And as he goes, this offense goes. He he has a deep running back room that he's now spearheading with Cam Carroll. They brought in a shot Clayton, a transfer from Colorado. They're really high on. And they think they, they will be able to fix the line. That was a huge sore spot last year. They bring in a transfer from TCU and Patrick Jenkins, who has wowed some people. And then they got a couple transfer receivers, including one a high school teammate of Pratt's who played at Maryland, Dayday McDougal, that has shown out pretty well here so far. So they feel more comfortable about how things look offensively. They do return a lot of the weapons from last year. Now it's just whether the new schematics of a new offensive coordinator can click better. Corey Glore joining us. Corey, as the voice of the Tulane Green Wave and as a Bears fan, are you best friends with Matt Forte yet? I'm not, No. Cannot say I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting Matt Forte. Yet. Wow, I, I mean that would be like first on my list of things to do. But. I mean, I, and I would like for that moment to occur. I have had the pleasure of meeting and talking with the two current Green Wave uh, alums that are Chicago Bears now, Dar- okay. Darnell Mooney and Cairo Santos, and so I have been able to uh, interact with them and show a little bit of Bears fandom to them. Uh, how about my guy, and you can tell how much of my guy he is because I can't remember his name, the running back that played for the Redskins a few years ago from Tulane, which, of course, is... The Commanders, by the way. Well, he played for... He never played for the Commanders. Uh, Tommy, Timmy, Tommy, Tommy, what's his name? Robert Kelly. 
This is name. Robert Kelly. Have can't, you talked to R. Kelly? Can't say I, I've not talked to Robert Kelly or thankfully R. Kelly. Nicknamed Fat Rob. Fat Rob was awesome. Uh, hook me up with the autograph if you can. I'll see what I can do. All right, Corey, uh, defensively, I feel like, and maybe it was just the talking point we used because not a lot of teams play defense anymore in college football. They try, but they fail. But Tulane, Willie Fritz tried to keep scores lower, play good defense. Last year, averaging, uh, allowing 34 points a game. Now, you play Ole Miss, you play Oklahoma, those numbers get skewed a bit. But they gave up 50-plus to ECU. I think Houston had 40. SMU had a lot. So, defensively, if their offense improves, can their defense be good enough to win games? Well, the the defense was kind of a Jekyll and Hyde last year. The first half of the year was abysmal, and they know that. The second half of the year, the bye week came and that's when things started to reverse course defensively, where they start only giving up about 20, 25 points a game. And that's winnable in college football in this day and age. Chris Hampton was in his first year calling plays as a DC that year, and he needed time to adjust to that. And once the bye week came, and that lined up with the return of uh, the star linebacker, the captain of the team, Nick Anderson, as he goes, the rest of that unit goes. And he was out for about four or five weeks in the first half of the year when he returned and Chris Hampton had a better sense of managing defense overall instead of just the secondary, which is where his forte is, then that defense really rounded into form. So they're they're not concerned about you know the early season struggles last year because the late season successes stand out much more. And let's look at the last five games. I'll include Cincinnati. 31, not great, but to them, that's at least you can yeah. stay in the game. And they grab a couple scores in like the last six minutes. 14 to UCF, 20 to Tulsa, 14 to South Florida, and then beat Memphis 33-28. So you can live with that in 2022-2023, whatever, college yeah. football. It seemed like the first half of the year, the offense was putting up points, and the defense couldn't stop anybody, and then it reversed in the second half of the year. All right, uh, looking at the schedule this year, UMass, Alcorn State at Kansas State, interesting non-conference game, and then Southern Miss. That's a fun one. I'd like to see them added to the East Carolina schedule again. So non-conference looks a lot different than it did last year. It's a lot less daunting to the eyes, and it's uh, a lot more appealing to try and make bull eligibility. I'll say that. Now, yeah. they they thought they had a pretty good team last year, and things just went haywire before the season even kicked off. And now, hopefully, that doesn't happen again, but they have seven home games. Those non-conference home games are all very, very gettable. Even that road game at Kansas State is a gettable game. And then conference play, that you know they have Cincinnati on the road at the end of the year. They, they didn't get a great draw here with Houston, Cincinnati, SMU. Yeah, I mean, we, I, don't, we don't get Navy or Temple on the schedule, and that's the second year in a row. And so, yeah. you know, South Florida is the team at the bottom there that Tulane will have. Of course, Tulane was near the bottom last year, and so a lot of teams will look at that and see, oh, we've got Tulane on the schedule. But, yeah, there there is a challenging road it, the non-con sets them up where they can grab a win they maybe shouldn't in conference play. Then they'll be bowl eligible. What? So you start three and one. Let's say. Let's say you lose at Houston on a Friday night in September, September thirtieth. That East Carolina Tulane game, October eighth, looks like an important game at an important time of the season. I think if you ask Willie Fritz now, he probably is looking at that Week Six game as saying that's. 
that's a game that we should that we should snag that we should try and get if we want to be back in the postseason and last year was you know snapped three straight years without a bowl game or with a bowl game i should say and so that they know that if they need to get back to that you know cincinnati's going to be tough on the road houston houston on the road tough on the road uh hosting ecu you go to tulsa this year you do get ucf at home maybe you can snipe that one those swing games that tulane could not grab last year they're going to need to grab one or two this year and i i don't like asking this question but i I mean willie fritz like hot seat meter i mean is there two and two and eight two and eight two and ten is not good it's the first year he's truly had like that since coming to new Orleans. oh yeah, I know, and I, yeah so i'm aware of that um you know i don't think there's a, a relatively warm seat under him it was getting a little toasty as the year went but then i think they the acknowledgement of just the avalanche of what that season was yeah. and that being the first time something like that has ever happened when he's been there uh i think there i don't think there's anything to worry about with him all right good stuff yeah. Tulane hoops ron hunter is the coolest guy ever He's How great. about Tulane hoops? Any uh, early take on them this year? Uh, I think they have a chance to be legitimately good. Uh, they bring everyone back from that team a season ago that finished fifth, and that's the high water mark in this league. And they, you know, I I have an early glimpse at, glimpse at the matrix, the scheduling matrix of where they go and who they only see once in the in the league. It's going to be a tricky conference slate, no question. But uh, that's a, an extremely high powered offensive team and a defense that is just tricky to figure out and you saw that creep in uh, uh, in the conference season last year where um they just threw fits at so many people that came their way and they made that building on campus a real home court yeah that was so cool now, to see. now it's a tough a real tough place to play one of ecu's best wins last year came against tulane early on conference season uh and, it, and there aren't many others to choose from. I guess Memphis. And will Ron Hunter, which I hope he does this, I hope he wears either the same exact outfit he had on or take it up a notch because that was awesome. It was uh, There was a coat involved. It looked like a sport coat, but there was a big chain. And he had like a tight yeah, shelf. The the, 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 are you talking about during a game? Yeah, yeah. He, he had it during the game. He took the jacket off. He, he had, had like, like a, a tight shirt. black t-shirt. Like a nice t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, the game here. Yeah, Yeah. in a gold chain. Yep, I do remember that. Everything he does is cool. I don't know. I'm just a a cool guy. I'm a fan. He's a great dude. And when we were coming here, was I think it was in January, and he was telling me just how challenging it was to play in in this building. There was something about it. And Tulane has not won here in men's basketball since he has been the head coach. And so that's a nut he's going to try and crack next year. Oh, did he ever find any uh, balls to shoot with pregame? I heard that was the story. Do you know? Uh, what yes, I'm to? yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> that actually became a big deal. But yeah. anyway, all right, uh, Shirley Rhodes. Let's open up the booty bag here on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. What are we giving away today? How about a pair of tickets to a Down East Wood Ducks baseball game? All right, go see the Woodies on us right down the road at Historic Granger Stadium. What caller are we looking for? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and congratulations to Ray Odom of Winterville was our big winner. As he walked away with a pair of tickets to a Downey's Wood Ducks baseball game. Of course, uh, baseball is back in Kinston. You can get your single game tickets. And you can also check out all the fun promotions that are planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Corey Glore joining us. Uh, this guy, Sam, over here. What's up, Sam? What's up, Sam? Hey, thank you, Sam, for your contributions. Corey's uh, and also bringing me to the studio. Absolutely, driver slash he's my uh, chauffeur, bodyguard slash spotter. Yes, Um, yeah, he's uh, when I was here last year for two lane football, he was in my radio booth spotting for. Well, let's talk to Sam about that. Sam, Sam, how was that to spot a D one college football game? To spot a D one college game in Greenville, North Carolina. No better experience. Yeah, second to none. Second to none. Dream come true. And also. I, I, I said this after that game. I am one and zero in games that I'm spotting at ECU. But he's zero and one for who he was working. <laughs> I was about to say, but, but you were working oh, for the opposite team. But zero and one for the opposite team, which but, means one and zero for ECU. I, excuse me, I don't know how to speak. Um, I commended Sam because there, and we were talking about this yesterday yep. when we first met up, where there was a moment in that game, and, and maybe you remember it, in which it was a fourth and two, and Ehlers was being wrapped up and just heaved it over the middle. It turned out to be a touchdown to Sneed. Should have never happened. It was a crazy breakdown, and I kind of glance over Sam sitting to my right, and I kind of see out of the corner of my eye him like raise his hands up in disgust. I'm like, that's right, Sam. You're working for Tulane right now. As a giant football fan, pirate fan, was it difficult to keep your head in the game? At the very beginning, at the very beginning, it was because ECU got off to such a hot start that there was a couple times that I took binoculars off to like kind of enjoy the moment, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be." You need to tell me what defender Keaton Mitchell just torched. Thank you. Yeah, so I would just like point at random numbers, and it's like (laughs) that's the third string kicker, and I'm like, "Sorry." And that's what a spotter does. You just sit there and you point to whoever's into the play a tackle made like he said got burnt okay and that yep. sounded like he, you were about to minimize his job but you came around he's got he's got a chart that i use as well and when jeff's in here you've probably seen the chart oh that he, he showed it to us one yeah. time you can flip it yeah you can flip it mine mine flips as well and so, so he, cool. he has that in front of him and he just points to i usually i i hopefully know who carries the ball or who catches the ball and he'll he'll point to the defender that was burnt or tackled or where the penalty was and all that. Now, are you having to do that everywhere you go? Are you I, having to find Can I ask that most question? Because I have a question. Yeah. Most NBA players have like a woman in every city that they go to. Do you have a spotter in every city that you go to? No comment. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. No, I, I try to get spotters. And Sam, are you jealous? He doesn't take you everywhere. In, in, well, at, I did a good enough job. I'll hire him away. Yeah, after that Wait. game, I did ask if there was a travel expense that Tulane could offer. Yeah. And I would I would fly out or, you know, just stay in Tulane for a couple weeks yeah. and make that happen. Hey, man, what do you do? <laughs> I'm a spotter. Yep. Spotter. Spotter. Driver. You could be Corey's guy, like Entourage. Like your turtle. Yeah. He could be your turtle. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> We got a traveling crew for every football game. He'd just be part of the party. He's your he's your roadie. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's play five-second game. So we do this with Bryce Williams on Tuesdays, just uh, during the summer, something to have some fun with. 
rules are you just ask somebody and shirley and cj are playing as well so this is our first six-man game ask anybody you want a question they have five seconds to answer or they're out if you get it right if you if sam gets it right and i ask him it's then on him to point out the next person and ask a question now sometimes we do themes we've been just going grab bag like whatever you want to ask so this has to be a question with a true discernible answer it's not like an opinion question and you have to know the answer okay i see uh or at least one of the options so any sports related or anything Ye- yesterday we got into the periodic table we did yesterday and that, and that was fun but just as an example and to get the game rolling i'll ask cj name a steelers quarterback that has played since 2000 not named ben roethlisberger uh charlie batch all right and now it's on cj Mm. all right so let's go to sam (laughs) name a college football stadium in the pac-12 uh oregon's toll tolson stadium it's a very weird name stadium in oregon sam is out out we're looking for Altson, Altson, You could go before they move the Coliseum. I mean, Rose Bowl, LA Coliseum. No, I like not thinking and just speaking. <laughs> that's all. I'm glad y'all knew what that stadium was because that's he, not what I was thinking. If you could go get the car running, <laughs> get, it, get it cranked up. <laughs> yes, all right, Paul. warm up the bus, CJ. Um, let's go, Shirley. Name a current NBA player. Taller than seven feet. Uh, taller than seven feet? I don't even watch the NBA. Luca, I don't know. What? Uh, I don't uh, watch the NBA. Uh, uh, CJ I was is asking, chopping them down. I thought I was trees. asking fine I really don't. I, have no I haven't idea. watched the NBA since. Can you even name one? I was, I was going to say Taco Fall. I was thinking Porzingis. All right. You're yeah, up. but Taco Fall, yeah, that would have been a good I one. I had to think of a reasonable question, yeah. I guess. I would. Be reasonable here. Chandler, name a Panthers quarterback who caught a touchdown. Or, not quarterback, Jesus. Name a Panthers wide receiver who caught a touchdown last year. CJ, Anyone? you're okay. No. <laughs> DJ no. Moore. Thank All you. right. He just wanted it off of Get him. the questions All away right. from me. All right, Chandler. Well, I'm out, so. Let's go. Corey. Yeah. Name a Conference USA team. In the state of Texas. Texas State. I don't uh, think that's right. That's wrong. They're Sunbelt, aren't they? Oh, wow. I Corey Lewis is out. I think they will be in the future. Yeah. Are they? Are, where are they currently? Is Texas State I think. I think they're moving to Commerce USA. It's going to be North Texas, UTSA. Oh, I, I could have picked any one of the Texas schools that is coming to the American next year. Those you are all have. Conference USA. Yes. Yes. But you did not. I did not. You are out. Chandler. I'm this game sorry. is terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, clip. What? <laughs> Name a Washington Redskin. This will be easy. Commander. Commander. Which one? No. Name a offensive lineman that played for the Hogs. Uh, let's go with Joe Jacoby. Let's do that. I'm going to take your word that you know that. All right, uh, CJ, name a classic rock group whose name begins with the letter C. C. And that 
it's five, five seconds. Five. You are out. I was thinking CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, Cream, down on the corner. Cheap trick. Yeah, there's a few. There's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> totally thought that was what that was saying. For longer than oh, I, I should have Trust in my me. life. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler, name a comedy uh, the past or present uh, on television that starts with the letter S. Uh, Seinfeld. That is what I was thinking. That is correct. Uh, let's go with clip. We're going to go. Oh my gosh, I, I had my. Oh, name a country music artist. Mm-hmm. It starts with the letter <laughs> oh, R. I... <laughs> it starts with the letter R. R. Ron. Ronald. Ram. Ramblin group. Oh, I thought I was going to get there. Ronnie Rod... Millsap. Is Ronnie that Rodney Carrington. I also say Randy Travis. He's a comedian, isn't Randy he? Travis. And he also sings. He's yeah, he also does. a musician. Fair enough. Does, yes. Chandler wins. Ding, ding, ding. All right, run it back one more time. Boo. All right, Sam. <laughs> Chandler. Uh, name. Hurry up. Uh, name a state. State. That's it? State. No. no. Here we go. <laughs> He's going to do it now for real. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. Now, I'm going to do this again. Name a this is R&B, incredible radio. <laughs> name an R&B singer. Name an R&B singer. R&B singer that starts with the letter M. Mary J. Blige. That's exactly yeah. what I was talking about. What's the full exactly one? Yep. All right, Sam, you're up with the question. This was actually said at trivia last night. Tiebreakers for you, Clip. Oh. Who was the one major league baseball team who has not played in the World Series? Mariners. Correct. Wow. Wow. You sweated that one out. Uh, Corey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Safe. Sorry. Name a rapper whose name begins with the letter T. T Pain. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was thinking Tupac. Does that start with a T or two? I think it starts with the number two, but the number two also starts with the letter T. Uh, but if you go with the actual spelling of his name, T U P A C, it did it does start with a T. I mean it works in many ways. Either way, you're in Corey. Surely. (laughs) Corey. (laughs) Name one of the world's oceans. World's oceans? The Pacific. Correct. Specific. Uh, I was thinking Indian, but Pacific is acceptable. Chandler. Mm-hmm. Are there still four? I believe there's five. Right. Arctic. Name the WNBA team that is located out of Seattle. Got him. No, oh, easy. Seattle. Um, easy. Mystics. No. <laughs> no, Seattle. You're out. Out. You're out. Come By on, By the way, man. that's the Washington Mystics. Seattle Sonics? Nope. <laughs> Seattle. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah, the NBA. Contracted storm. Imitate. It's the Seattle storm. Storm. Ah, all you I have to do is. I can't re- win them all. I folks. mean, how many times have I talked about Sue Bird? All the time. I know. All Never stops. <laughs> all right, Shirley, you're up. Oh, um. Gosh, um. Corey. Yes. Name the single A affiliate. Ooh. I like this. Of the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> God. The Peoria Chiefs. Oh, my. 
That's correct. I, that's an acceptable answer. I did not spe- specify or high, high a, a or high low a. a. Yeah. So that is an acceptable I answer. There's a former pirate still there. No, uh, Thomas Francisco. He's down. He's back with Palm Beach right now. Oh, so okay. he got gotcha. he got sent back down. My so. parents went to go see him when he was in Beloit, Wisconsin, because my my dad is a huge fan of his. So awesome. But yeah. yes, your turn. Well, well done. Clint, Clint went and watched Jake Washer. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Jack, where there was a guy that looked just like Clip behind. It was weird. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So Very strange. That. All right, Corey, you're up. Uh, CJ. Uh-oh. Uh, name a city in the current Big Ten. A city in the current Big Ten. Uh, Columbus. Well, I was uh, thinking Madison, but correct. Okay. You're up, CJ. Um, Clip, you're still in, right? Yep. Yep, okay. Name any... Current rest, current professional wrestlers finisher, just pick one. All right, the uh, go to sleep. Okay. GTS. Yep. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. All right. Sam. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Name three members that were in the NWO that were not Hogan, Nash, or Hall. The, in the NWO? In the NWO. Oh, man. Time starts now. Booker T? I think he was in there. Um, The other guy that was with Booker T? Glenn is driving off the side of the road right now. Um, And Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he had five seconds. You name like the on. only WCW guys not in the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sam is out. That was a tricky one. but All right. Corey. Yes, sir. Name a... Quarterback, mm. name them that played for multiple NFC North teams in their career. Now I have to think of. Okay, I got a guy. Brett Favre, very good. Brett I was thinking Favre Mike Tomzak. <laughs> <laughs> not even Mike Tomzak thinks of Mike Tomzak. I'm pretty sure he played for the Bears and the Packers. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, uh, yeah. all uh, half of us have played for the Chicago Bears <laughs> and played quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Well done, Corey. All right, you're up. Uh, who's still in? I mean, Clip is in. CJ, CJ Shirley, in. me, and you. All right, Corey. Oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, Clip. I've not asked you yet. All right, Clip. Yeah. Name two MLS teams that is not FC Charlotte. Okay. You've got the um, New England Revolution. Are they still in it? Sure. And you've got uh, the one in Miami. Miami FC. FC Miami. Believe? Is that their name? Yes, I believe. I I don't know about Miami. I know they have Orlando. Yeah, my, yeah, Miami's got a team because Beckham's Miami like has a team. Owner. I thought it was Inner Miami. Does it Atlanta yeah. have one? Miami FC is in the USL. So uh, yeah. I'm out. Orla- Orlando? Is that Orlando City? Yeah, they're one. Yeah. I should have got that, but I'm out. Is New England Revolution still a thing? I believe they still It was are. in the early 90s. Yes. They actually joined the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. All right, so clips, so clips out. That yeah. brings me to Shirley. Corey. Shirley. Yes, sir. Who is... So intently focused here. <laughs> uh, name a science fiction television show not named Star Trek or any of its variations or whatever that show is that you like so much. 
Uh, you mean Winona, Winona Earp? Earp? Yes, or that one. <laughs> right. Okay, a science fiction show, would Buffy the Vampire Slayer be that listed as a... Okay. Yeah, that All would right. qualify. All right. Okay. Um... Okay, Corey. Yes. Okay. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes two remaining. Minutes, two minutes remaining. What happens if we're still, if there's a tie? We all die. <laughs> there are several. Wes pushes a button. This <laughs> 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 well, I guess I gotta do it. Just vapor lock, vapor lock. We um, get sucked into space. Today's the day. There are several North Carolina grads on the U.S. women's national team. Name one. Who's the one with the tiny dog who is a social media star? Oh, she loves her dog. Rose Lavette? Is she at UNC? Lavelle? Lavelle. No. That is incorrect. I, she is from Stanford. Oh. It would be any one of Tobin Heath, okay. Crystal Dunn. If you go back to former players, Heather O'Reilly, Ashlyn Harris. Well, sure. If you do former uh, players, you could yeah, say former, Mia Ham. Mia Ham also. Oh, but you were saying yeah, current. Current player. But yeah. yeah, Tobin Heath or Crystal Dunn would have been an gotcha. acceptable answer. Yeah. All right. That's how you play. And then there were two. Oh, it's my turn again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, CJ. Oh, no. <laughs> One minute. Sounds I'm going to take you out, son. Name <laughs> name the WNBA team that is uh, based out of Phoenix. Mercury. I know this one. Yep. I'm Alan sorry. Jackson. Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> CJ? All right. Name, name two cities in America that have at least one team from each of the major four sports. Hmm. That does not include soccer. Major NBA, 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 Major League, NFL, NHL. Orlando. No. 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 <laughs> Shoot. That? I was thinking Florida. I was thinking well, Florida. Well done, CJ. <laughs> we well done. Corey, thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks for uh, allowing me to come back here. Enjoyed it, man. Sam, good to see you. We didn't go down on the farm. How's the Braves farm system looking? Uh, it's not looking as great, but it's because they're all graduating and playing in the majors right now, that's so a that's a good thing. And uh, outside of today, are looking pretty good this year. Uh, Sam Taylor, Corey Glore, we'll see you guys goodbye. Uh, hopefully tonight at AJ's. Shirley CJ Chandler, we'll see you Thursday three o'clock for an all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.